You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Let's roll. Game Time Decisions Radio, Red Heat and Rage. I am Rage. He is Red Heat. Gabriel Morenzi sitting alongside the Raging Redhead. Cam Stewart, that's a lot of rage. Rage, <laughs> Raging Redheads, Heat. We're ready to bring it. It's Championship Monday as the Michigan Wolverines are getting seven points right now it's against a lot, of, ooh, a lot of points. The Villanova Wildcats. It keeps on going up, the market. Is it a lot of points? Everyone's betting Villanova. Is it, Cam? It's a lot of points. Is it? It is, and I'll tell you. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, what else people are betting on? They're betting on the under, and of course they are because you know me. And similar to yourself, you and I are last second uh, betters. I like. I like to let the market sort of uh, play itself out. For and, sure. You know, basically, like I'm a day to day type of guy, right? And minute by minute type of guy. I would say more. Yeah, second by second. It's second by second. So I, I better get to bet in. Like even NFL football, you know, the old panic at 102. Uh, but I look at the total for tonight's basketball game, and it was set at 145 points um, on Saturday night when it came out. Didn't move. Last night it was sitting at 145. And I thought to myself, there's no way this doesn't go higher, that the public will start betting this game yep. on, on the Monday. And what's the public going to do? They're going to say, look, I just saw Villanova hit 18 three-point shots. But no, the numbers come down, and I already bet it. Now, it's only a half-point difference, but, but still, still, you want to be on the right side of the No, number. I got an even 145. Now it's 144 and a half. I would have bought the half point and made a 144. <laughs> if this game lands at 144, I'm going to freaking snap. Break things. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Like, past breaking things. Like, uh, I'm going to start burning things. I'm going to torch the place. <laughs> I'm going to be like a Pakistani cricket fan, man. <laughs> Things aren't going well. Burn the stadium down. That's what they do when their team's losing and they're yeah. not happy. Yeah, make the power go out, burn the stadium yeah, down. Genius. Yeah, that's what you got to do anything. If you're going to lose everything, you got to think of a backup plan. That actually was probably the most creative match-fixing idea ever in which it was in England, and they came up with the idea of paying off somebody at the local power company and electricity grid brilliant brilliant, brilliant idea <laughs> really i is. wish we were on top it really of that. is like they didn't go for any refs no, or anything no, like that no. they said listen man why you know as soon as the game becomes official why don't we just like shut the power turn off, off the lights <laughs> so they actually they actually paid a dude like eighty thousand dollars i think it was forty thousand pounds a guy at the company eighty thousand dollars and they said listen you need to shut the grid down but like for real like the grid, the entire yeah, town yeah, went exactly. dark. Yeah. Like bam, <laughs> like not just like, the stadium, everybody got. Yeah. It. <laughs> but basically, like you're messing with hospitals. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, like, they, what are you going to do? Somebody's you're not on... just messing. Like it's not just the stadium. Yeah. It couldn't just be the stadium. No, no. Like they shut like the six block radius down. Bam. Hospitals usually have the emergency generator, but you're right. Like you might have to bring out the paddles for some people. Like zzz, they're gonna flatline. Well, for a put bit. it this way: you fix the game, and it's all funny. You're probably not gonna feel too good. You find out that some old lady fell down the stairs in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? exactly. True. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> 
Yeah, you don't think about those things. You're just thinking about your yeah. bet. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, just give me my money. Give me my money. Ramifications. <laughs> you know these sports books, though. They always they always uh, null bets when they like they make a mistake. I'll say, you know, listen, I didn't make this in good faith. I made a mistake. It's 144 and a half now. Exactly. I want to bet it now over at 144 and a half. Damn right you do. No, but no. that's not the way the market they, works. They don't care. It's like the stock market. Nope. Yeah, but I bought the stock when it was higher. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes it goes down. That's the thing. My buddy bought Eldorado Gold at $4. It's down to a penny stock. He lost <laughs> 20 grand. Good tip. Good tip. I got a story for you. He Marcy. could have just gotten into the horse racing industry. Yeah, if yeah, yeah. Money. Well, if you want to piss money away, just buy a horse. Just, just run a horse and yeah, watch him, watch him lose week after week after week. It doesn't matter who's driving, what post position, what track. It's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. Worst investment ever. Amongst our worst investments. It's, ever. Yeah, yeah, it's it's on the list. Oh no, it's yeah. it's right up there. It's right up there. It's yeah. We we might have a couple of more races left in us. Like there's only so much we can take. You're right, Gabe. There's, just only- There's only so many times when you get hit in the face or punched in the, you know what I mean? Like, enough is enough. Like, like I, la- I don't see us coming back in a round, and, like, we haven't won any rounds. That's the last problem night, with the fight. Last night, too, you know, I uh, had, uh, you know, very busy weekend. I, I rehearsed uh, with, with Homicide, or at least, uh, you know, with the guitarist, went over some new material. Nice. Uh, doing dinners. And I actually ran to get to my computer for this race. I'm all sweaty and out of breath. Yep. I watch the race, and I'm like, why did I just run here for this? I'm like, I know. I'm watching it with a bunch of strangers at, like, the worst horse track in the I was watching with my mother, too. She's yeah. like, did you win? I'm like, no, no, no. I didn't win, Mom. We, we didn't <laughs> like, win. No. I know. That's exactly the same thing. What, number, what number was that? I'm with my girlfriend's mother. She's, like, 80-something. I go, don't worry, Rita. I think he's in second last. We didn't win. <laughs> We never win. He finished six out of nine horses. Yeah. He made a little move at the end, but too late. We weren't really even boxed in or anything. We just, no, we, just the other horses were just no, faster. Yeah. He, he just doesn't move. Like, he just doesn't have that gear. He doesn't know how to put it into gear. i got to be honest. I think I could run that track in two minutes. I'm starting to think we could, yeah. Like, you carrying me in a chariot. It's getting to the point where, like, he's putting up human times here. Yeah, he's he used to. Well, the thing is, I understand injuries, but you're running a 152, and now he can't break two minutes. Like I, I, I just don't get it. I don't know. Two weeks ago, we did a 156. It's like we're going. Really? Yeah, we're getting slower, dude. Like that's the thing. We're getting slower on a weekly basis now. Almost doesn't make any sense. It's pretty much like uh, it's pretty much like uh, me. Actually, I guess it's fitting. I'm getting slower. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. You're doing pretty good. A little bit slow. Nobody bangs off Montreal in 48 hours and comes back and does a radio show. I'd say actually you're doing better than the horse. Not only that, you're, you're, you're drinking and you're drinking a nice drink. It's purple. It's got spinach in it. Uh, the house looks, uh, uh, you know, the studio looks clean. I got to be honest with you. I'm more impressed by you. Disappointed in the horse. <laughs> Very disappointed with the horse. And you know what? I've had lots of people uh, get rid of the horse, put the horse in a petting zoo, shoot the horse. I go, we're humanitarians. We're not going to yeah, let this yeah. horse people die. People need to shut up. Yeah, they do need to shut up. We don't need their advice. No, their advice sucks, but we can't get, I don't know what the hell's going on, man. It's just a nightmare. It's like the day dude in Seinfeld day. said, are you in show business? He said to George Costanza, are you in show business? Then why am I talking to you? Uh, that's my new deal. Unless you're a millionaire, like, I don't want to hear it. If you're a millionaire, I'll listen to what you have to say. You know, if you're just some bozo on Twitter, then I don't want to hear it. Twitter, yeah. Speaking of which, I'm coming off my first ever uh, Twitter suspension. I'm a cyber bully, evidently. Cyber bully. I'm a cyber bully. I was cyber bullying Justin Timberlake. <laughs> 
LeBron James posted a video yeah. of him dancing uh, with, with Justin Timberlake. And I will admit, I had a few drinks. Cool, yeah? And um, I said, this is your problem, LeBron. And I didn't say anything bad to LeBron. I said, this is your problem, LeBron. I said, like, why are you, why are you on a stage with Timberlake, Timberlake, of all people? And then I went on and I tweeted at Timberlake. Uh, I called him a bunch of names. And I said, he freaking sucks. And uh, I called him the C word. The C word. (laughs) Yeah. Call him the C word. Now, the C word doesn't go down well ever. Like, you know, it's it's just not a good. With women, especially. No. Well, exactly. That's why Timberlake got so upset. (laughs) Yeah. um... (laughs) So, Renzi, everybody. Yeah, because it's funny. I got a message uh, from a girl on Twitter, actually. and she told me, she goes, oh, I, I saw you were suspended. She goes, I got suspended for using the C word as well this weekend. So, uh, yeah, that's the, uh, you know, we're going to give you some picks and some props uh, for the championship game. But the lock of the day today is on April the 2nd, 2018. The best bet of the day is do not use the C word on Twitter. <laughs> I can't believe what's it's You only- use the C word on Twitter, you're going to get suspended. 24 hours ago, when you, like, when you told me you got suspended, I really believed it was going to be for in excess of a week. I was thinking seven days to a month. A day? That's nothing. Yeah, it's I, nothing. I wasn't that bothered no, by it, no, to be yeah, honest it's with you. A, you're going to watch the game tonight? You know, it's, it's no problem. It's not a, not well, a big we need Twitter for business purposes, for promotional yeah. purposes. Yeah, that's true. It's true. One day. All right, so we're going to get to the basketball game. we got Pete Annapolis going to be stepping up and in, former assistant coach with the UMass uh, Minutemen. And I believe uh, Pete uh, was actually with the Minutemen when he went to the Final Four. Ooh. I'm pretty sure he was. The Marcus Camby era. Yeah. He was one of, like, the graduate, you know, the uh, – you know, like, you know, the young guys yeah. at the end. There's, like, yeah. the coach, then the assistant and coach. The, guys the one the assistant that the coach talks to. Yeah. There's, like, one or two. In college, there's, like, a hierarchy. Like, you see Krzyzewski. He'll only talk to, like, the guy beside him. He's, like, the vice president. And then you got, yeah. like, the vice president's assistant. And then you sort of got, like, six, seven other dudes You're in right. suits that are just charting things. Yeah. And, you know? he was talking. Krzyzewski was talking to Capel, though, because he used to be yes, when he yes. plays at Duke, right? Yes. You know him, and he got a new job. So, yeah, exactly. he'll trust his gear right, though. It's only one or two guys. It's like but, before, he used to talk to Doug Collins' kid. Yes, exactly. Doug Collins was the one that sat next yeah. to him. So, yeah, Pete was one of the young dudes at the end there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he was he's charting. a long time. Yeah, charting. Learning. So, uh, yeah, Pete Annapolis, because uh, college basketball experience. And... Uh, we've got Mike Blewett. Mike Blewett's awesome. He is good. Yeah, Mike Blewett's awesome. And uh, Mike Blewett's going to join us live from San Antonio, Texas. Uh, the countdown to the championship game. So as we mentioned, uh, right now, Villanova are laying seven points. The total is 144 and a half. You know, i got to tell you, Cam, I think the total's too low. You look at Villanova. Villanova sets in a Final Four record. Do you know the Final Four record, Cam, for most uh, three-point shots in a game? It was actually the same game. It was uh, Duke and UNLV a uh, long time ago. Yep. They both hit 13 uh, three-point shots. Villanova hit that in the first half. Oh, they're unbelievable. <laughs> like they hit that in the first half. I know. They hit 18 three-point shots. Yet, Michigan's specialty is denying the three-point shot. I like it. And so much so, some real interesting numbers uh, that I came across and, and looking at Michigan. All right, how about this? Um, the Michigan Wolverines uh, recorded the nation's third best defensive efficiency by allowing less than 30% of opponents' three-point uh, shots to be made ranking fifth in the country. All the Michigan players are talking about how that's the number one pet peeve of Beeline. Don't let the other team make a three. 
And they're saying if anyone makes a three in practice in Michigan and it's not contested, that he loses it. So that's going to be the big test. But the thing is, Villanova is so good. If we play the perimeter, and I say we because yeah. I'm a diehard Michigan fan, they're just going to pound go inside. inside on yeah, I know. It's I know. not like that's the thing with Villanova. Kid. It's not like they're. It's not like we're talking about Loyola Marymount of old days, where it's balls away and they're going to take 58 threes and that's it. That's all yeah. they do. Villanova can beat you inside. They just happen to hit a bunch of threes the other night. They're a complete team. They are. They are. But I'm going to tell you one thing, Gabe. If you like Michigan, I like the line movement in this game. I know Villanova could kill them. But up to seven, I wouldn't be surprised to see seven and a half. I got a couple stats, too. We're going to say for Blue in the, in the game about a couple people on Villanova that hit their threes that didn't do it during the regular season. I see some positives, buddy. It's a lot of points. And I'll tell you one thing. Think about this. This is the biggest spread in a game for a final Tied with 2010, Duke and Butler minus seven in 2010. Michigan's getting no respect in this game. I get Villanova at Killers. They've covered in every game, not just one, but covered in every game. They're lethal, but you know what? That number keeps on climbing. We could get the best side of the number. I think I'm going to be riding your wave tonight with uh, Go Blue. I'm taking the points, even if Villanova wins. Well, one thing, you look at uh, the Villanova Wildcats there right now, Cam. They would become just the second team in NCAA tournament history to win all six games by double-digit points if they win uh, tonight by 12 or more. Yep. Oh, I know. They murder everybody. The North Carolina Tar Heels in 2009 won all six of their games by at least 12 points. Villanova can join them if they win by 12 or more tonight. Hope they don't win by... (laughs) Six, seven, 12, 12 or more doesn't 12, even. 12 that doesn't more. even win you a teaser. No, it doesn't. It's a push on a teaser. That'd at twelve, push at seven, at 12 yeah. it's a push. Yeah, but who cares? Five point teaser. I'm not teasing it. No, I'm not doing a five point teaser. I'm taking Michigan plus the points. Get. On, I hope it gets up to seven and a half, and I'll buy it to eight. I'm almost thinking screw the points and take Michigan on the money line. They're plus two eighty five. Are they going to lose by four? They could. Or are they going to just get blown out or they just win? I think they. it's a real tight game and they, they might if lose. If Michigan wins, it's a damn close game. Yep. And they win at the end type of thing. I think it's worth a money line play at Villan- 285. Villanova. They're minus 335 on the money. Come on, man. I don't want to be a homer. But I know, I'm, I, not I'm, be not, a, I'm not. No, you're not I've a been, homer. I've been dead honest. I've liked Michigan in every game in this tournament except this game. I'm not overly excited. I don't have that, A, like, this is awesome. My favorite team's in a championship. I'm like, man, you know, Michigan, we haven't won a college basketball championship since 1989. We've lost three straight national championship games, two with the Fab Five, and then in 2013 against Louisville with uh, John Beeline here. You know, and here's another one. And, you know, this is this is probably the toughest task that we've got. Oh, for sure. Next to, the, you know, playing the Leitner team and all that, the Duke team that we played. But I do like the fact that 98% of pundits on ESPN and other networks out of 24 people, 20, 24 like Villanova. That makes, me feel a lot, that makes me feel a lot better about things. You, yep. you know those angles. Don't worry, Maretzi. we gotta, we got to, you know, got to find some little bits of faith in there. And I'm telling you, I know they're your team. You're like, you're a Michigan guy. I, I, I love the fact that everybody thinks Michigan has no chance. Oh, they're going to get throttled. You know what? Well, I'm going to take the damn points, and we'll hey, see. Michigan put up 99 points, man, on Texas A&M. Michigan gets streaky hitting. Yes, as well. yes, they can. This game's not just Villanova. No, it is cut, cut and dry, like it everyone isn't. thinks. I agree. I think Michigan can play uh, with them. All right, uh, so. Uh, Cam, uh, another golf tournament, another uh, yeah. another uh, heartbreak uh, for you yesterday. I appreciate all the people. Bo Hostler. 
Yeah, I appreciate the people who said thanks. You know, good good pick with Bo Hossler, 125 to 1. Ian Poulter hits an 18-foot drains, an 18-foot <sighs> miracle putt. Know what I didn't do, Gabe? I was going to smash something, but I'm kind of like you when I'm betting. I'm like, eh, par for the course. I knew I had the second place guy. You know what I mean? Like, I got mad for a you bit. You didn't have but any money in uh, in the in the sports book that you could lie bet this stuff? No, no I, 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 had, I, had, I had Hostler in uh, top 10 bet, so I won like 280 bucks. But who all gives, right, all right. Who yeah, gives a good. shit? Who gives a shit? I could have won, won over two grand. That would have made Easter a hell of a lot better, I could tell you that. When the tax man's coming, you know, I, I, I could have really used it. But you know what? That's life, buddy. You get beat down, I can't win a golf tournament. Poulter hits an 18-footer, and I lose in a playoff because Hostler finds the drink. 125 to 1. That was a pick, man. The $280 was not much of a contribution. No, it wasn't. It sucked. Add a couple zeros, Frank. Pay late, dollar short. I'll tell you. Cam Stewart's book, Indianapolis. Yeah, I'll tell you another story about golf later on after Pete, too. Coming up next, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Game Time Decisions. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Afternoon, rocking buddy. Is this Huey Lewis? Yeah, the heat. Uh, is, oh no, 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 no. It's uh, the, the Don Henley. Uh, the heat is on. Uh, yeah, it's not Huey Lewis. No, no, sorry. It's Don Henley. Don Henley. Yeah, I can't believe that it was. Huey I don't Lewis. know if it's Don Henley hold either. On. The heat. Is, no, no. Hold on. Who sings? The, I don't know. Who I, sings I, the I heat is think, on? I just think when I hear this, uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Yes, yes, exactly. No, I don't who know. sings it? Glenn Fry. I think you're old. Glenn for, Fry. I think you're old for two. I think Glenn Fry. I think you might be right about. Glenn I think Fry. it's Glenn Fry. It's got to be. The heat is on. He's on the streets. Yeah, yeah it sounds like Glenn Fry. It is Glenn Fry. It's maybe, gotta be. Maybe Pete Annapolis knows, but I don't know. He's a basketball nerd, so I don't know. Maybe he might not be like a music expert. Pete Where's Annapolis. Where's Axel Foley? Axel Foley. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Annapolis uh, steps up and in. So, uh, Pete, championship uh, Monday uh, tonight. I'm, uh, you know, I'm a lifelong Michigan Wolverine fan, and I'm excited. It's been a hell of a run uh, for them, but. I come into tonight's uh, basketball game feeling that it's an uphill battle. We've talked about it continuously about this Villanova team. They can beat you in so many different ways. And it's funny, I remember Tracy Wolfson a couple of games ago, it wasn't even after Saturday's game, it was was last week. They hit a ton of threes, and she asked Coach Wright, uh, you know, it was great, it must have been nice to see the three ball falling for you. And he took offense to it. 
He said, well, we're not really a three-point shooting team. He goes, it's not like we just rely on the three. And, you know, of course, they hit 18 three-point shots on Saturday night. And that's what's scary about this team. They're not just a perimeter outside shooting team that has no inside game and they're screwed if the three ball doesn't fall. The three ball is just, you know, one of the arsenal, one one portion of their arsenal. Now, the three ball is 50% of their overall field goal attempt, so they do like the three. They like to attempt the three. Jay Wright's an analytics guy. He doesn't like the long two. Uh, but without being stated, they're just so freaking dangerous. They can beat you in so many different ways. This Villanova team is a scary team, Pete. No, it's extremely scary, and I would echo your sentiments. And it's surprising that they actually lost four games. So I think there's some solace in the fact that, hey, this team can be beaten, but it's going to take uh, a complete effort on both ends from Michigan. But when you look at what Villanova's been able to do, it's funny. There's, they have so many interchangeable parts. They're so versatile. They're big men. They're center shoot threes. Their point guards like to post up. Um, They'll either run and transition when they have the opportunity. They'll slow it down, and they'll methodically dissect you. Uh, and a lot of coaches say it, right? I mean, you're going to try and double-team off the ball, high ball screen. They'll kick it out. They'll find the extra guy, and then, boom, you're dead. And a lot of times, a couple of coaches have used that terminology with me, uh, and it's demoralizing. Once the shot goes up, I mean, it's going to go in. And they were 18 for 40 against Kansas the other night. Um, and they could have gotten even a little bit more, and this game would have been a complete blowout. The officials gave a couple of mercy calls to Kansas, I believe. Um, but listen, Brunson is all-world. He's a guy that could just get into the paint. He could facilitate. He distributes. Uh, he's unselfish, and he's exactly what Coach Wright wants as a point guard on his team. Uh, Pascal has been tremendous. The transfer from Fordham. Um, I mean, this is a guy who was in the bottom of the Atlantic 10 playing on a team that just has a bunch of transfers. Everybody wanted to get out. Villanova calls him, hey, we'll take you. And look what's happening. I mean, he was the player of the game in the semifinals. But Villanova averages 88 per game, points per game. Michigan allows 58. Something's got a gift tonight. If there's one team that could slow them down, you're not going to stop them. It's Michigan. But it's going to take a hell of a concise and collective effort to do so. Good point. You said, uh, Pete, about Pascal there. He led Nova with four or five threes. But think about this. When you're breaking it down, in November and December, those months, he only had two threes. So the guy careered it in that game. I'm just saying, if you're looking for some positive for Michigan, hey, you know what I mean? And these guys are going to get almost the three. Say, There's no way in hell that he's going to do it again. Three point he shots had, again. He had, right. Pete, Pete, he had two three balls in November and December, and he hits four in that game. So wow. if you're Michigan and B-line, you got to say, hey, you know what? Maybe this is a one-time thing. And and Gabe was mentioned it to me. They, they're actually, their three-point defense is good. So that's one feather in Michigan's cap, I so, guess. Yeah, Pete, uh, I was reading here, the Michigan kids say that, you know, Beeline's a great guy, but they said if you really want to piss him off, it's when other teams hit three-point shots. And he goes, unless it, this is uh, this is uh, Matthews. If someone makes a three in practice and it's highly contested, it's kind of okay. But if you give up a three and it's slightly contested, you're going to get some heat for it. It depends on how many times you do it. You might have to run to the top of the Chrysler Center. <laughs> um, and you know, he goes on. They go on to basically say that, um, you know, the mid-range game is a lost art in basketball. We like forcing teams to take the, the long two. And here it is. A big reason for Villanova being one of the most efficient collegiate offenses we've ever seen has been the three-point shooting. As a team, Villanova shoots 40.1% from three-point range. Ranks 11 in college basketball. 
Uh, the teams are shooting a better percentage from beyond the arc than Villanova. None of these teams shoot nearly the volume of threes that Villanova does. Close to 50% of Villanova's shots are three-point shots. So if they're not falling. Once a day, once again, it's a battle. But Pete, Villanova are good enough to. If Michigan's going to play the three-point line, they're going to guard the perimeter. They're just going to kill them on the inside, man. Well, here's a situation. Pascal and Spellman are two guys that like to play on the three-point line. They like to shoot the threes. And if you watch Michigan play, and, and again, uh, when I put on my coaching hat, I like to watch what Michigan does defensively off the screen, off the ball. You see them talking and communicating so much. Guys are pushing guys on the perimeter to guard guys. And when they close out on players on the three-point line, you could watch that tonight. They don't run out after players. They close out with squeaky heels, and they contest really in their face because what a lot of teams do, because Villanova faces the ball and the floor so well, they'll just run after them because they're late, and they just jump. They'll just give a little pump fake, and then it's an open three. So watch Michigan tonight, the way they close out at the basketball, the way they're tough inside. Listen, uh, I think Michigan will slow them down. Uh, Villanova will not shoot like they did in the semifinals. My one concern, if I'm a Wolverine fan, is do I have enough offense tonight to score against Villanova? Wagner's been sensational. Uh, Abdul Wachman has been up and down. Matthews has been a little bit consistent. But where's the other scoring going to come from? Uh, Beeline did a great adjustment at halftime against Loyola Chicago, inserting Duncan. Chicago inserting uh, Duncan Robinson. He's he hit two threes in the second half. How many minutes does he get tonight? Um, they're going to have to hit some threes as well. Does Poole play a little bit more? He's been up and down. He hits the big three against Houston. Um, doesn't really play much in the next couple of games. Against the second half against Loyola Chicago, he was effective. So Beeline is not afraid to tinker with his lineup. Um, but again, Wagner is the guy. It's all about great coaching in the Final Four. We know that. But I've always said it's the stars come out on the big night. And there's a reason why the NBA is not scheduling any games tonight because it's all about the stars in college basketball. Does Wagner have enough to bring a championship back home to Michigan? Yeah, you got to like, though, Pete, you you brought it up, the second half adjustments. Michigan's one of those teams, when they were down to, to Loyola. Awesome at that. What? Yeah, and it's just amazing. He's one of the, he's he, always has been, yeah. Yeah, he always has been. He's a great adjuster, and that was, that's what makes a good coach. And there were good times in that game where they could have got rattled when Loyola was up, Pete, but then they came back and not just beat them, but at the end of the game throttled them. So, you know what, Michigan, I, I know everyone's talking Villanova, but I know they've got to have some confidence in this game because they're not going to get rattled and they're not going to get scared. Well, you know this, uh, Pete, and basketball is well, people always remember what we saw last, as yep. better as we do, fans do. You a similar situation in the NFL. Well, this team looked great last week, so they're obviously going to be great this week. Not right? true. It's not the way the world works, uh, essentially. It's almost the opposite. And you know what? Remember the game against Texas A&M with, uh, that Michigan, um, Michigan couldn't miss. It was the same thing. Yep. They were nailing threes. They put 99 points up on the board. The game before that was the game against Houston when they didn't shoot well. Exactly. They're kids. Michigan could come out tonight just draining three. Second game that they're playing on this floor, more used to the sight lines in the basket. You know, Michigan could come out too. Now, here's some great stats. And just for the record, these numbers are courtesy of uh, Reed Forgrave. Reed Forgrave uh, on Twitter. Um, don't want to take the guys, uh, you know, some yeah. good numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah, got to give him yeah. some credit, right? He, he's doing the, he's got the work. Yeah. So here's NCAA <laughs> tournament. Michigan, Michigan's opponents, Pete, in this in this tournament, shooting the three ball. Montana, three of fifteen. Yep. Houston, seven of eighteen. Texas A&M, three of fifteen. Florida State, four of seventeen. 
Loyola Chicago, one for 10 from three point. Those are low So you see the correlation. Yep. Michigan do a great job of taking the three ball away from you. But that's just one key. As you mentioned, Pete, where are the points going to come from, uh, from from Michigan, right? Michigan are a very well-balanced team, and that's a good thing. And at, at times, it can be a negative. And, you know, the other night against, uh, I thought Matthews was the one, and, and Wagner's stats were there, but I thought Matthews was the one that sort of set the tone a bit, in which when you have a bunch of guys that all score 12 points a game and stuff, when you're down with four minutes left, where's the ball going? Who's that guy that's like, all right, I got this, guys. Don't worry. Let me, you know what I mean? It's time to start. All right, this he's our best guy in the clutch. Michigan sort of still figured that out. And the other night, no one was really stepping up. But once it was Matthews that came in on a dunk. He just said, screw this, man. And they kept missing threes. He came in. He got fouled. It was an N1 on a dunk. He did the old flex the muscle <laughs> thing. The the alumni, the fans all went crazy in the, in the arena. And then, boom, it started the comeback. As you, they're almost going to need somebody to say, all right, guys, I'm carrying you tonight. I got this. And I don't know if Wagner can actually do it, you know? Yeah, Wagner, listen, he's a guy that's the prototypical uh, 2018 power forward, right? He could space the floor. He could shoot the three. He's unselfish. He could put the ball on the floor. But what I like about him is that he offensive rebounds and he gets to the glass. And that's what you want to see from a big guy, a guy that wants the ball. But he'll kick it out when because he's that unselfish. But as you mentioned, Matthews is the guy that brings the energy, brings the excitement, brings the exuberance, and he can get on the floor on transition, uh, and he can throw it down. I think they're going to need that tonight. Michigan is going to have to be a little bit more selective in their transition offense, because Villanova is a pretty good defensive team as well. Everybody talks about their three-point shooting. I mean, I talked about their 88 points a game, but they could really guard uh, you on the perimeter and inside. But I think with Michigan, They've played a lot of games. They've been close. They've been down, down 10 points in the second half to Loyola Chicago, but they like to grind teams out. Tonight, they can't afford to be down by double-digit points or about the 8-12-point no. range because they don't have the offense to come back. They're slow starters, Michigan. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. And you saw what Bill Nova did to Kansas. That game, game was over exactly. before it started. And, and, and I'll tell you over. what, and Cam, Kansas or more wells. Kansas actually played well. They just yeah. got overwhelmed. No, at the start of that game, they got punched in the face yeah. and they couldn't respond. And Kansas are more well suited to come back from a 22 5 game. Very Michigan. true. Michigan's not that. No, they better come out of the gate hot tonight. Like, they oh, yeah, better they be hanging around a couple possessions. Yeah, they can't let, uh, they can't let them come firing out of the gate tonight. Listen, Michigan shot seven from uh, 22 from three-point, or seven for 28 from three-point line against Loyola. I think they're going to have to hit at least 10 threes tonight for this game for them to have a chance to win. But I have a, a feeling, like Cam said, I think they're going to come out tonight with more confidence and watch them hit a couple of early threes and, and maybe take the lead and feel a lot confident about themselves. And then their defense can really get into second gear and give yep. Villanova problems. But both What they do against Louisville? What did right. we do against Louisville in 2013? Yep. And I remember having the same feeling that I do right now. I was like, man, it's going to be tough, but we could be. Yeah. That Louisville team it's was a super team. No, they, they were damn good. That was the elite, yes. like, you know, Russ, was Russ Smith and these yep. guys. They were freaking deep. They were. They were They were studs, and they were cheaters, too. That's why yeah. they were so deep. Yeah, where's the banner? <laughs> like Pete said, hookers, <laughs> mistresses, and you know, more sex going on there than the Oval Office with Bill Clinton. But... Um, in that game, exactly. What that happened? happened? Michigan came out, played with house money. Spike Albrecht yep. hit like six threes in the first half. Michigan actually built an 18-point lead. They were killing them. I know. Yeah, but Louisville came on. Michigan just started tossing bricks as the game True. started to go on. They couldn't keep that 
that pace up. But, hey, listen, you know this, Pete. Anything can happen, man. They're kids, right? As you said, I said the same thing to somebody last night. I said, look, man, Villanova's lost four games this year. It's not like they've never lost. It's not like, hey, they're undefeated. It's impossible. Who'd they lose to? St. John's? The UConn women lost over the weekend. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. He's on an Notre Dame magic. Wow, that was crazy. Get another shot. I know. She's unbelievable. But, yeah, Michigan are playing with house money. It's been a hell of a run either way. But, you know, you're the coach, Pete, and we've got a couple of minutes left here only. But I would say I don't come out and play cautious if I'm Michigan. I'm not trying to let's slow them down and let's know, let's limit the possessions. Bombs away? Yeah, I come out and attack them. I go, guys, let's have fun. We're in a championship game. No matter what, we're proud of you. Go out there and take the shot. When it's there, don't force it. But like you said, when the shot's there, Pete, hit it. Ball movement, ball movement. Play our game at a quick tempo. And as you stated, Michigan's defense gets better. You know, it's contagious. They hit the threes, then they start slapping balls out of people's hands, and it goes back and forth. Put the pressure on Villanova. If you just counterpunch Villanova, you're going to end up losing on points, like a boxing match in the end of the night. No, you gotta, you got to come out. you got to smack them in the mouth. And I'm a big proponent, and, and I've coached a lot of games, and some games I'm sitting on the sidelines, and I see the shot clock winding down, and the opposing team's going to hit a bank shot right before the buzzer wins off. And I'm like, well, you know what? I turned to my coach and I said, we're, we're done. We're not going to win this game. And I think Michigan had that opportunity or had that type of adversity against Houston. Remember, they were down by two, two free throws, 3.6 seconds left. We, we all thought it was over. And then Poole hits that big time three. I think there's something magical about this team this year. I know they haven't played any really top one or two seeds, but I think if they come out with the confidence and they start shooting some threes and attacking them in transition, once you get the, the, the outlet, push it. Catch Villanova a little bit of sleep. Give them a different look that they haven't seen. Uh, but this team hasn't lost in I don't know many weeks or in months. They believe they're going to win this game. I still think Villanova is the favorite. And, again, if they just hit, you know, 35% of their threes or 40% of their threes, I think it should be enough. But Michigan is going to want to have that number a lot lower. Uh, the first 10 minutes of the game are going to be key. Uh, but I think Michigan has that quiet confidence. They have the resiliency. Uh, I'm expecting a, a close game tonight, uh, hopefully a, maybe an overtime game. I grew up a Fab Five a fan, 1993, Chris Weber, Jalen Rose. How about Jalen? Does he still want Michigan to boycott the NCAA tournament, those kids? Uh, it's been great. Hopefully we have a great game tonight, fellas. All right, Pete, yep. so we got two minutes. What's your, uh, what's your prediction? So I just sent out a uh, poll question on Twitter, including the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, a Twitter account. We're checking the numbers, and I gave people uh, the options uh, here. Um, where we go? Where we go? Oh, Tim Anderson checks in right now. <laughs> I like this actually. But he likes Villanova. Yeah, by fifteen. Perfect. Or more. That means uh, Michigan the by Anderkers. eight. <laughs> yeah, t- no, Tim Anderson responds to the poll question and says uh, Villanova by fifteen or more. Perfect. I like the fact. Thank that, you, yeah, Tim. Yeah, I like that. All right, so we asked the question: Who are you taking? Michigan, Villanova. Michigan plus seven. Villanova minus seven. Villanova wins the game but doesn't win by seven, or Michigan wins the game outright. 27% of people, we got 99 votes so far. 27% say uh, Michigan plus a seven. 38 uh, Villanova. 22 says Villanova wins but don't cover. Pete, you're saying Villanova wins a close one? Listen, it's hard to go against them. I don't want to be that guy, but I'll tell you what. I think that Michigan has the ability 
to cover for sure, and they might even end up winning this game. It's going to be a close one. Indianapolis. Thanks, Pete. Moneyline. Yeah, man. I'm not worried about the points. Moneyline, baby. Moneyline. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Joshua was victorious over Joseph Parker over the weekend. I was in a sports bar in Montreal. Place was packed, man. This fight was at like 5.30 uh, on Saturday afternoon. Absolutely packed, man. What a a great boxing town, uh, Montreal. Sure is. Uh, The Fight Guru tweets out right now that uh, Anthony Joshua and Parker, 225,000 viewers watched illegally on the pirated stream nice nice that doesn't like even account like they're for, for people so, who actually paid so the if money you're wondering for a big fight how many people are actually watching on these sites so they the security firm that uh, investigated said <laughs> two hundred twenty-five thousand people worldwide ripped off that fight perfect <laughs> it's the wave of the future buddy you know what's happening if you can find a way who wants to pay i think they're gonna start they'll probably start criminally charging people in the future yeah but i remember back in like the day viewers, when, not yeah. just like oh, the, yeah. the person you know no, what I mean? like if you they used to zap them like right in big events like you remember back in the day when every bar sports bar had direct tv you'd be watching the boxing this is like well, you know, that, where's they the had the illegal they had the illegal yeah. chip yeah yeah they had the illegal chip they'd shut it down in every big event vince mcmahon used to do it like Right before WrestleMania? Yeah, like half an hour in yeah. WrestleMania. He'd wait like half yeah. an hour and then bam. I'm amazed. Listen, I know Dana White's talked about it. They have ways. They can't admit it publicly, but they could just basically attack. Every stream? Yeah, they could attack this server, right? Yeah. But then they're violating a law because it's against the law to attack somebody's server, yeah. right? Like, it's a gray area. They can't really stop it, but whatever. I mean, eventually, look, we were talking about me getting kicked off of Twitter uh, yesterday. <laughs> eventually, everything's going to be so watched and 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 guarded and it, protected. It already is, yeah, buddy. No, it no, already yeah. is. Like I said, my, but my buddy's. Uh, but like, I'll tell you, like we were at we were at the casino the other day. That's the thing. Lisa's mom's like in her night. She's like, "What's with that camera?" It's like that. There's a big orb <laughs> over her head at the side. Like they're like they're, they're, I've never I've noticed there's cameras everywhere, even in your building. Like there just seems to be more. Oh yeah, you're walking down the street, dude. I was, post everywhere, man. I was at everywhere. the Travel Lodge, Travel Lodge, Montreal, man. There was like more. Ca- there was more cameras <laughs> in a casino. Same thing. <laughs> travel Lodge. Yeah, same thing. I was wondering the same thing. I'm like. Uh, I'm on the 10th floor of a travel lodge, and I look up, and I'm like, why do you guys have cameras, cameras like, here. everywhere? Like, uh, well, you have cameras in, like, the hallway of every floor. It's pretty pretty crazy, actually, just for, like, a a budget mo- hotel yeah. type thing. Yeah, that imagine, has, imagine the good ones. Like, they, I, I get you have cameras at the cash at the front and stuff, yeah. but, like, like, the whole, like you stated, there's cameras everywhere. I know. It's very, very annoying. All right, so big brother, uh, you fell a little bit short, but good, good, yeah. great, uh, great pick on Bo Hostler. Anyways, Cam, you you nailed uh, you nailed him. Thanks, he was on one twenty five to one. Um, he finishes uh, second. You know, you win yeah. the the T. 
Uh, bet, uh, but you know some people at IDM Poulter, including Blessing, who uh, called you both. Yeah, hey, Blessing, yeah, yeah, you know, bro- broken clocks right twice, yeah, twice a day. Yeah, yeah. Right. Blessing, he'll, he'll always call it the best time, too, like right in the middle of you playing blackjack or something. But anyway, yeah, Blessing calls. Uh, not, I'm not talking about him though. He, yeah, he, he won a little bit. Blessing. Yeah, no, he. Brian Blessing. He's has never an called me calling at weird times. Yes, when you're like rattled or you need to put a bet in, it's like, dude, but don't if you, you know? Call him. Oh, people I like, can't talk now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> You're so right. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, when Blessing calls me, I'll be in traffic driving a car. Or, like, something's important. I'm helping my girlfriend's mother so he play you seconds after oh, yeah. you lost and you were steaming? Yeah, right. And right after. And he called you to boast. Hey, I had Poulter. Yeah, Poulter, Poulter. He doesn't know I. Uh, oh, who do you got? Oh, sorry. You got Hostler. Right? Like, it's like, you know what? Don't stop calling about golf. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know I got the guy in second place. Don't call me anymore. Anyway, blessing. Here's a tip: just don't call. Um, I, I do know somebody though. I want to tell you something crazy. We, we were uh, talking to some guys. I know a consortium of guys, and they just, these guys don't put fifty dollars down on a guys, thousands on a guys. So they usually pick three to four golfers every week, and they had Poulter at eighty to one. I actually verified it with the guy today. He showed me the count. So they hit Poulter. They went two hundred and forty thousand dollars. I'm like two hundred forty thousand dollars shows me everything. Like I'm like I question that. Okay, it's 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 legit. So I start thinking, I'm like, oh, my God. But then he tells me, he's like, "Woo, we're having some problems. It got paid out as 50000 bucks, And, you, and you know, you, you're going to have a comment for this. They called him on Saturday realizing when, uh, when Hostler and Poulter was around. Yeah. They, they go, hey, 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 this is a prop bet. They're like, no, it's not a prop. It's a future. A golf bet is a future. But in legalese uh, for yeah. the book, it was called a prop. And the and maximum you can pay on the prop is $50,000. What so, book? <clears throat> It's called something basically kind of like the other one that I'm on, one of those, uh, oh, let's call okay, it uh, okay, okay. Let's call it one of those books. Uh, <laughs> it's not Bet365. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but he knows that this guy also, he's a heavy hitter. He yeah. knows people too. So they're in negotiations right now. I think they're actually going to honor it or come up to a new agreement. But in their legalese, it says props, $50,000 max, even if you win 100, right. 200, so, 300. That's that stupid. A golf, that a golf future is a prop. Bet. But, no, but it's a future. A future is different than a prop. A prop is a, something that happens within the game. A future is betting on something before the tournament starts. That's not a prop. That's a future. It's a lot of money difference, too. Yeah, yo, two, let's say uh, $190,000 they're fighting for right now. $190,000. How would you feel if uh, Marenzi Stewart, we were in this consortium, and we were going to get our, our, our cut, and they came up to us and said, oh, don't worry, guys. You get, like, 15000 or 20000 each. Well, I actually of, thought... I actually thought that it would have been one of the mainstream books because people never read the fine print of these mainstream yeah. books, but a lot of them will tap out. I've heard stories, same thing. I know a dude who won, uh, he won like $83,000, man, on the Kentucky Derby. Yep. And it was from one of these major sites. I think it was Bet365, yeah, actually. And they capped him at what? They ba- yeah, they basically said, read the fine print, yeah. dude. Like, yeah, we pay $71,000 on horse racing. Like, that's the thing. Like, there's a couple other times. Spenny Mack, uh, actually, might be tuning in now. He's the parlay yeah. thing. Yep. Along with our boy Sonny Vega. But, uh, yeah, you know, Spenny's been down this road before, actually. I think he had a parlay that had paid out like 140 k More than what the book would and offer. I think he even said, yeah, but they were only going to give me 80 of it or something. It's all the books, Cam. Like, pretty much every one of the books, which... It's kind of weird. Then, like, well, they'll take your money up to that. They place. sure they will. Sure they will. So They're not you, almost, you almost have to know, though. So essentially, 
if you're swinging for the fences and playing these big things, they would have been better off playing it at a couple of places. I agree, 100%. So this way you don't put yourself. Cam, even the big books will get legalese on you and say, read fine print, no, 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 we only have to pay 80000 I've heard it for UFC parlays. I've heard stories from Odessa where guys crush it, and they're like, tough shit, man. You're getting paid 60 k like, you know, yeah, like Sports Interaction caps it out. Bet365 yeah. caps it out. They all cap out. You, uh, you wager, the, the, we were doing a video, yeah. you wager, I read their fine print. They, they cap, cap out, out at like 50K. Well, that's the thing. If somebody hits a Kentucky Derby they super process, they can't get more money. What that's are they going to do? Thing. Some guy hits a... Th- let's be real. A lot of these books are somewhat illegal. It's yeah. a gray area. How the hell is some book in Costa Rica going to send you a quarter of a million dollars without having Jeff Sessions up there? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. No, you're better these guys. I hate to say it. They would have been better off just dropping at 125 to 1. Hey, 200 here, yeah, 200 yeah. there. So, you know, books will pay you 18,000, 14,000. Not 200. Once you get into the 240,000. 240, that's when people get fired. Yeah. Who took this bet? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Who allowed this? Who took this bet? How come you didn't limit these guys? This is when this and stuff. You said that you said the main thing for the sport of horse racing where you know pick fours, yep. pick fives, rainbow pick sixes, and what, what else was it? The Kentucky Derby one year, I think the Superfecta paid almost a million dollars. And you saw what happened at Gulfstream. They had one ticket alive for the pick six for 962000 in U.S. You know what happened that race? Esmeal Haramil with a six-length six lead falls off the horse before he got to the line, and, nobody, and the guy didn't win. Like, you said it. Shady stuff happens at books. There's fine print. And you know what? The guy's horse legs, did, they didn't even get clipped, Gabe. He just went, whoa, whoa, I'm rolling off the horse. Like, it was the dirty. And, and then my buddy had an argument with some chick who's in the horse race. Industry. Oh, you can't say that he did it up. He said, get a grip. Of course he did. He just, what kind of jockey just falls off the horse running straight down the middle of the track? It wasn't on the turn. He didn't get clipped. No other horse banged him. He was open and free. The traffic was behind him like legs. Anyway, you said it, though. In horse racing and in golf, a lot of these things, I got to read the fine print because, you know what, if you want to win that kind of money and you get burned, man, that is a big problem. But I have a feeling. I hate to admit I've never had this situation. The most I've ever won. What was the most you've ever won in one shot? What was the most you've ever won in, like, a day or whatever game? For me, it was $23,000. When I won, I hit a pick four with Blessing back in the day at Aqueduct. And also, uh, we we hit. It was actually, and I think it was Super Bowl day, and we had the Jordy Nelson touchdown and the and the Green Bay Packers in that game. We we basically swept everything that day with a pick four, so it ended up being twenty three thousand dollars. I never saw that money because the guy owed the money disappeared. He he bye bye. He's gone. Like he took he left town. Apparently, I was number one hundred ninety eight out of five hundred. Like <laughs> like they're like, Cam, don't worry. This guy these guys owe like a million dollars. You'll get your twenty three thousand. Never. When? Never. <laughs> Thanks. That's just our luck, right, Baranzi? We win the big one. Oh, I can't wait to have 23000 No, you don't get paid. Well, you remember At least the, night- the Super Contest, you know, that's legit. You, you remember about years ago when we were on Hardcore, <laughs> hardcore and Serious yeah. and stuff? I went 20-0 and 0 that night. Amazing. And it was on that book with our buddies, though. Yeah. DC? Our, our buddies. Yeah, but remember they had a stupid limits? Yeah, they did have limits. It was like five hundred a game. Yeah, you couldn't like, you couldn't take them to the cleaners. No, no, even though I went twenty and zero, I only hit them for like seven or eight k that night. You get paid? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's good. At least over, you got paid over a couple of weeks. <laughs> 
They weren't happy about it. No, no. <laughs> Why are you betting on our book against <laughs> us? That's what they probably said. We give you the money. Well, you can bet it. anywhere. They liked it when yeah. I lost the money oh, yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah. That was one of the few yeah. times I ever actually yeah. hit them. Yeah, when you get the envelope and go, sorry, sir, here's your envelope. I'm giving it right back to you. Thanks. That's the thing, though, I man. got like half Come of it. On. They wanted me to lose the other half, yeah. right? <laughs> they gave me like four at the end of the week. One night in Vegas, when I was living in Vegas a few years ago, one night in Vegas, I won like 8000 as well. I went to the UFC. It was one of those. I went to the card. I went like 8-0 or something like that at the UFC. And while the UFC was going on, I had like uh, $1,000 on, on like uh, four different games. Like, I had, like, 2,300 on one over, like a real stupid game, Louisiana Tech yeah, versus... They like their overs. Yeah, it was, like, the Raging Cajuns. I don't know. I think it was Louisiana Monroe versus like Louisiana. It was one of those nights there. I was like, man, they're going to get to the hundreds this game. The total's, like, 78 only. And I went to the UFC, and it won. It was just one of those sort of everything won. It was Great just one nights. of those, like, bam, Happy bam, nights. bam. Yep. Yeah, then i never forget, too... I had like eight thousand dollars, Cam, nine thousand dollars in winning tickets on me. And I'm all wasted. Oh no. So I'm at the stratosphere and the sports book is closed. So I go to the cage and I'm like, listen, I want to cash these tickets. And even the guy the guy's like, listen, buddy. He goes, Why, man? <laughs> he goes he goes, just come back in the morning and cash them. He goes, You're already, you know, you're pretty he was trying to save me. I was like, listen, I want my freaking money now. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. So I made them do it. They, you know, they don't like doing it, but they cash you out chips. Oh yeah, yeah. So I was like, bam, bam. They gave me like a stack cam of like nine thousand dollars. It's the, like three in the morning. You hit the tables, and I was with somebody, and he was telling me, "Don't do this, man. Why are you doing this?" And I said, "No, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine." And I got the money, and you know what we did? <laughs> we went across the street. To that strip club, the uh, the OG, OG Garden, <laughs> low grade. Yeah, no, it's actually a pretty cool it's place. Good. It's a good one. Uh, it's all Russian chicks and stuff, and uh, <laughs> I don't really remember much, man. But the money's gone. I just remember basically the next day. He's like, he's like, thanks for the lap dances, bro. He goes, man, that was real cool of you. I was like, what? He yeah. goes. Uh, he goes, oh, yeah, man. He goes, I had a great time in the VIP. He goes, yeah, yeah, you paid for a VIP booth. I'm like, I paid for you I, for did a I? VIP booth. What? He's like, oh, thanks. I'm like, how much was that? He's like, I think it was like 100 bucks or something. So it was one of those deals. I woke up, and I was like, oh, man. You know that feeling when you reach into the pocket? I do. And you don't know? I'm like, oh, God. I was like, oh, God. Please have did, something I was here. like, what did I do with that club? How bad, how bad is this going to be? And uh, it wasn't that bad. It was like nine hundred. Yeah, I was gonna say a dimer. Yeah, a di- I dropped I was nine, say two dimes max. I dropped nine hundred basically. That's uh, not bad on Russian chicks in between like four and six a.m. I don't even remember hey, it, but you still got seven thousand bucks. I asked. No, I asked, buddy. Yeah, I was Johnny Liquor. I said, Johnny, what 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 down there? He goes, what went down, man? He goes, yeah, two of them at once, like the whole time. <laughs> he goes, all night. You were with two. I was like, really? Eh? And he goes, yeah, yeah. And he goes, you bought two bottles of vodka. <laughs> nice. So it sounds like a good party. Yeah. Russian chicks, two bottles of vodka. And you didn't lose not, you didn't lose your bucks. whole bankroll. Bought a VIP booth for my buddy. No, like, it looked like that a That sounds nice like a win. You were telling the story like you were going to go to the no. tables and lose it all in no, project. No, it wasn't that bad. No, you tricked me. No, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> you tricked me.
No, that's good. I, see, I even that's won, a happy story. I we, even won the next day, too, when it was NFL Sunday. I had to roll my sorry ass over to the sports book to get the plays in again. You know, you know why I never go back to the stratosphere, Gabe? Because you were there that night. But I lot, that you, know, you told me, oh, don't worry, can't. we're sitting down, you're playing blackjack, you're all waste. You're like, oh, don't hit that, whatever. Like, I got a system. Lose, 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 lose. We went to the cage. We maxed out the visa. I think that day, I, I think I lost like 10 grand, and I was like, man, we were talking about like ending it. Like, it was I've never worst. seen anybody I, smile once in the stratosphere. No, that place is a recipe for losing everything you got. They <laughs> took me to the clears. And remember, Gabe, afterwards, when I finally snapped, I go, can I get a buffet or whatever? You just took me for like, sorry, sir. It's like, no. you, you don't have enough points. I'm like, enough points. What, I need a Stratosphere gambling club card now? What a bunch of dirtbags. Think about the Stratosphere. What a too. bunch of losers. They're such, they're such jerks. That, they are jerks. That when you start winning, they shut the table down. <laughs> so like, they literally, like literally, I got killed at the Super Bowl. I was with Bronx Bomber there at Shell Dog. I got killed at the Super Bowl, the Ravens and the 49ers. Oh, yeah, I remember that Super Bowl. And it was basically, you know, after uh, after I was done melting down. <laughs> like, it was like, well, you know, it's this. I was living there. So yeah. Sunday night after Super Bowl, I was like, well, I guess I'll hit the tables. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Great. Cash my prop tickets. I played war. I sat down. I was like, you know, just screw this. Let's Let's play cards. Let's go. I swear to God, Cam, I won like fourteen hundred bucks in three minutes. <laughs> like it was, Casino War could be a very good game. Oh no, if you get hot, right? If you, it's just luck, right? So I was like, bam! I was betting like two hundred dollars a time, pretty big for like a war thing, right? Yep. So I was like, bang, two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. I got up to like fourteen hundred bucks. Boom! They shut the the game, and it was the only war table. There was one. Game's over. Pit boss comes over, and I'm like, man, I just literally lost forty four hundred effing dollars at your spot. I said the same thing. Yeah. I said, you guys didn't even give me an effing drink ticket. Exactly. I lost $4,400 here. I get 1400 back right now, and you're, you're shutting the table yeah. now? Screw you guys. Uh, and I went on a big diatribe about F them and F Goldman oh, Sachs because they're all uh, by uh, Goldman Sachs really? and Lehman Brothers. Oh, great. Yeah, stock market, hedge fund. So I brought up really loud. I did this a couple of times. I got kicked out every time. I'd bring up and be packed. I'd say, these guys got a government bailout, and now they're taking your money again. <laughs> Fire everybody. Oh, man, that was the thing that would get you booted out. That's like I got kicked out of the Riviera. I accused them of having a rigged roulette wheel, and oh, yeah, I got kicked out. I did it loudly. I was yeah. like, fix, fix. They don't like that. No, no. That's You want to get kicked out of a casino? Accuse them of ch- You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Countdown to tip-off continues. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. I am Gabriel Moretz. He's sitting alongside the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. The votes continue to come in. We're up to 167 yep. uh, votes uh, right now. So I asked, who are you taking? Uh, Michigan plus seven. Villanova minus seven. Villanova wins the game but doesn't cover. Or Michigan just wins the game outright. 24% say they're taking Michigan plus seven. Yep. 41% are laying the seven points Ooh, with Villanova. That's a lot of people. 22% say Villanova's going to win the game but uh, doesn't cover. And only 13% of our respondents have 167 votes 
say that Michigan's going to win this game outright. Well, they're plus 290 we on the We love fading line. the public, Kim. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm all I over. love fading the uh, the Stooges and the Flunkies over at ESPN, too. <laughs> exactly. It's like Monday Night Football. Whenever, like, all six of them on the panel, yeah. oh, no way Baltimore loses this game to Cincinnati <laughs> tonight at home. You know they're going to lose. Like, exactly. Whatever they say is the opposite. It's almost like Tim Anderson. So Tim Anderson says Villanova by 15 or more. Perfect. I feel better about it now. That means Michigan wins by 15 or more. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to take the the points right now. It's seven, and, and, and the juice is rising. I hope I, I hope people keep on pounding Villanova to get it to seven and a half so we can get eight. I'm going to take my bet. I'm going to put 70% on the spread and a 30% money line sprinkle. That's what I'm going to do with the game because at plus 289 with a, with a seven-point spread is extreme value. And, uh, yeah, if they're in the game, if it's tight, they can win. So, you know what? That's what we do. Hope it goes down right down there. And, uh, they, hey, it can happen, man. Villanova's great, but they're not indestructible. That's the thing. Like, And you're looking at it. It's not like they're minus 17 and a half in an NBA game, Rockets versus Suns. Like, it's a seven-point spread. Seven points, a few baskets. Like, it's. I think Michigan are it, being a little bit under. They're being dis- underestimated. I think they're dis- being disrespected totally because they're still a damn good team. And. I would have probably I don't made the really line look at, at four and a half or five. I don't really look at it, though, of Michigan being disrespected so much. Is I think that Villanova is just getting this much respect. Respect, yeah. People love them. I mean, look, we brought it up earlier. Only one other team has won every game by 12 points or more in the tournament. And yep. That was 2009, the North Carolina Tar Heels. So they, they could step in a rarefied air. They're not, I don't know, I'm not going to say they're the greatest college basketball team ever. You know, Indiana ran the table. They went undefeated. You can't take that away from them, but... They do have arguably the best offense ever. And, you know, like people think of offense and you think of, you know, the Loyola Marymounts yep. and these teams out west that just bomb away and stuff. But from an offensive efficiency point and the metrics and the analytics, their points per possession, it's off the hook, man. Like they're so freaking efficient. That's why they they put up 88 they, points. Exactly. You score 88 damn points, you're going to win a hell of a lot of Against some pretty good defensive games. teams they play as well. You know, putting up 88 points a game. They've been a juggernaut. They've covered every game in this tournament. Now, let's look at the history of the NCAA tournament, uh, though. And the championship games, even though I like the over uh, tonight, the fact of the matter is the the history of the tournament uh, has been lower scoring, Cam, in the championship games. Last year, 71-65. Year before, 77-74. Uh, that would get us there. 68-63. 60-54. Um, 82-76, that was Michigan against Louisville. Ooh. I think that's sort of what we're looking at uh, here. Well, that would be over. That's the, over the number. Dude. I think the odds makers are way off with the over-under today. Well, it's, it's just gone up a half point. Uh, I saw 144 and a half. It's up to 145 on uh, my scores on odds.com uh, live. Right now, live line, 145. Uh, Villanova, minus 7 and uh, 12 cents juice on Villanova. And that opened up at four cents. So the numbers stayed the same on the point spread, but a half point on the total, 144 and a half to 140. Michigan did not shoot the ball well against uh, Loyola. Loyola, not at all. But, and Loyola went one for 10. The total was 129. It landed at 126. I know. It nearly freaking got yeah, there after, man. And you remember we talked about the first half? What was it, 29, 22? Uh, it was, we're like, 59? Wow, that's a low everything, total. Everything <laughs> happened the way we said it. was. I actually I went know. five and one on Saturday night, but. It still bothered me because I was like, man, I knew this was going to happen. And we talked about how college basketball teasers suck and don't do teasers. Yeah. 
it crossed my mind, Cam, before the game started because Michigan were five-point favorites. Just to bring it to a pick'em. And yep. I was like, man, I should tease this and make it a pick'em and over 124 because I bet you it's going to be right around the over. <laughs> and lo and behold, it hit 126 with like 30 seconds left. I was so pissed. I was like, ah, I should have teased it. Well, think about all the people that took Leola on the teaser to plus 12. Or, or sorry, sorry, no, sorry, to plus 11 and a half. Was it, no, five, five and a half, ten and a half. So you got either got ten and a half or 11. They lose by 12. That's what we talk about with these damn teasers, man. Yeah, they look teasers, so good. They do. And guys that we know, guys that we that's follow why, on that's Twitter, why I don't they lost by Michigan one tonight. point. No, I'm not teasing it. It's not worth it. I don't it. want, hey, what do you get? So you get plus, you get plus 12. 12 instead of seven Then what are you going to do with the total? Go 140 over or 150 under? Like, see, that's the thing. I don't want to do that. I want to just take the damn points. And then I'm going to sprinkle on the money line. Plus 290 on the money line for a seven-point die. I'm buying into that, man. That's a good number. I'm seeing plus 275 only. Yeah. Well, if you get uh, my book, it's got plus 290 right now. I'm definitely going to pull the trigger, and I pray that people keep on betting Villanova. Get then, it, I'd love to see it up to seven and a half or eight. And then the uh, the college basketball uh, season is done. Yeah, I know. Then we got baseball coming up. We got the Masters this week. Oh, baseball's back. You, you didn't see? Yeah, baseball's great. Know. Baseball, oh, no. You said baseball's coming up. No, like coming, no, coming up uh, means yeah, we're going to be know. very big. <laughs> can't can't actually, get no, but baseball started? What? Baseball? No, it was actually great. I watched a crowded around the TV watching Justin Smoke hit that uh, grand slam. Every, hey, the Blue Jays, they split. Blue Jays start 0-2. Yeah. They bang back to uh, to get a split against the New York Yankees. Yeah, very interesting series there. Lots lots of runs scored in that game. I'll tell you, though, the Jays are going to be huge favorites against the White Sox. Be very, very careful For- betting Toronto in this series. I think, it's, uh, I think the dog might be very, very live. I was doing well with baseball betting, but I didn't bet on baseball on Saturday or Sunday. I was on the road. I was very busy. I bet on the basketball. I bet on the boxing. I bet on the Anthony Joshua fight. Um, you know what, actually? I just realized this, Cam. Yesterday, I did not place a single bet. Really? Not one? No. No, you know what? I did place a bet, but for tonight's game. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Does that count? Not yet. Yes not, or no? Not no. really. No, no. For a guy that bets every day, yeah. like every day that you click, it's like a day on the schedule. If you did not make a bet no, for that day a, no. with a result that day, that is not betting. I didn't bet yesterday. Wow. That is crazy. I only bet. I know what I only I bet. Did not I placed a single bet yesterday. I only I placed three bets, and that was like one of those small. But I, I'm not playing that hard. I had Anaheim and hockey. I had the Jays in uh, baseball, which I got very lucky on, and in uh, golf stuff I I had. But yeah, that's. I'm 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 trying to become more disciplined. That's smart. Well, well, look, I was hungover. Uh, I woke up, and I basically had like 40 minutes in between. I woke up, I had a headache. I was like, oh, God, I got to go meet the guy at Homicide now and rehearse <laughs> all loud metal and stuff. I'm like, oh, man, it's unbelievable. So I wasn't thinking like, oh, I got to get a bed in. I got to get a bed in for the baseball. And then I went online, and I saw I was suspended from Twitter. So then I was like, ah, you know what? Screw this. I just shut the computer. I was like, that's how you took a, you took a break for the first time ever. Well, actually, you know what, though? I did. It did cross my mind to take a look at the board, but then I thought, you know what? Our horse is running tonight, anyways. That's a big enough gamble of the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I didn't. Does need betting it. on our horse even can say is it a bet? It's just suicide. That's what it doesn't even feel. Like well, it's like a gamble. Yeah, it's a gamble that you know that never yeah. it never ends well. It's like you're being forced to bet on the worst. Yeah, worst team. Yeah. <laughs> You're being forced to. 
<laughs> and then you're forced to watch it. Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're watching it all right. My mom, did you win? Yeah, like, no, no, yeah, no. That's what I say. Probably, I'd probably be happier if I won, mom. Right now, no, yeah, I, no we didn't win. No, no. we did not win. I, and that's the thing. I'm that's watching with a bunch of people. Me, what place did you finish? And it's worse is like I don't know. I thought I was hoping for fifth, just so we can get a little pittance on the way out. He didn't get fifth. It was sixth. I know. I know. You make make the. I saw. I saw it too. I'm thinking. I go. Look at the four. He's in yellow, and that's yeah, six. Yeah, seventh. Yeah, okay. Six. Man, that camera feed's pretty grainy too. Isn't oh, it? it sure was. I'm watching. That's not Gulfstream HD. No, it's not. You can't see anything. Great point. These horses are coming around. I'm like, where the hell is he? He's making a move. And know what the best is too? You know, it's a font. The font guy's like a kid, right? He's like the that guy from Flamborough, like Gary Guy's, uh, you know, like nephew yeah, yeah. or something. So your horse could go into four. They don't pop up the font till he's like literally in fourth for like 20 seconds, right? So the guys on the computer going, meh, 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 moving all the fonts around. I'm like, what the hell? Where the hell's our horse? I don't even know where he is. He's disappeared. He was kicking around fourth most of the race. He actually made a little bit of a move again, but he can't make the move. He doesn't. He, he goes around, and I'm like, okay, go, buddy, go. You, you can do it. And then there's just no, like he used to have that gear. Where is the year major league baseball oh yeah baseball. where where are the runs there are no runs under in the chicago and cincinnati game right now uh, i kind of like want to call it's me crazy scoreless i like cincinnati plus 130 really give me, give me the reds today yeah right now the gonna, Cubs gonna, are now minus 125 reds are minus 105 it's scoreless in the bottom of the fourth inning yep i'll tell you man this is the day the reds get their first win buddy i can feel it <laughs> <laughs> I can feel it. Can All right, let's take a look at tonight's uh, numbers. Cam's favorite team, the Chicago White Sox, plus 150, Lopez versus Garcia. I'll tell you, I would be laying 60 cents with Garcia. Nice win for the Blue Jays against the Yankees on Sunday. Uh, I don't know, man. Gabe is. Are, are oh, it's they, up to minus 170 now. Yeah, see, this line opened up at 140 and it's steamed to 170. You know what that tells me? You either yeah, probably take a shot with the White Sox, Sox or, or nothing. Exactly. That's that's good gambling 101 right there. You think I'm going to leave 70 cents with Garcia and the Jays? I don't care if they win. That's just a bad bet. That's very bad. If you like the Jays, put them in parlays. Don't bet them straight up. Tillman and Morton on the hill here tonight. I like the Astros. I don't want to lay the juice. Um, Tillman can be a gas can. Morton's actually pretty underrated. The Astros got a lot of good pitchers. Reynaldo Lopez on the hill tonight. Mm. Tough, tough. Jamie Garcia. Jaime, Jaime. I think it's Jaime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He call, we call him Jamie. We call him Jaime. He's Jaime. You're an American now. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jamie. Hello, Jamie. Hello, what? Jamie. What, Jaime? Jamie. Jaime. My name's Jimmy. Jaime, Gar- Jaime Garcia. Hello, Jaime. Hey, you're, hey, our buddy's pitching tonight. Bartolo Colon for the Rangers. Yeah, look at him. Again. Getting 40 cents versus Triggs. A smooth, is it going to be a smooth wine with Triggs tonight, or are you going to drink the cork? Colon plus 140. All right, so here. Ronaldo, Ronaldo Lopez at a White Sox tonight. Lopez had his season debut pushed back a day thanks to the postponement on Sunday. Correct. Trying to begin his first full season in the major leagues. 24-year-old Dominican uh, native started all eight appearances for Chicago last season. Surrendered 49 hits in 47 innings. It's yeah, a lot. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of hits. hits. Posted 379 ERA and 22 starts at AAA Charlotte. Garcia was what? The... He was the fifth pitcher for um, the St. Louis Cardinals. He had a guy. Yeah, he's, he's a journeyman. He's an up and down guy. Yeah. He's up and down. Like I don't know really know what to say. I'm just saying, like when you look at line value and movement, yeah, it's buck seventy. I, I can't. Josh Donaldson it. could return to third base today. Kevin Pillar, six for thirteen so far on the year with four home runs. 
I know. He's and the three stolen he, bases. He's the, Jay, he's the Jays' best guy. See, I can't even get on the Reds. The Reds are minus 150 now. They must have scored. Oh, Couldn't get my bet in. Bet I was it? trying to get my bet in. At plus 125, it switched. They just scored, yeah. Oh, God, man. Did late dollar short again. Yeah, the Reds are now minus 150. <laughs> you heard it. Cam just said, yeah, yeah, I got a feeling the Reds. The Reds. It's early. It's early. I didn't really love the analysis behind it. I've got a feeling the Reds get oh, the first win. There's no analysis. I can't make, <laughs> you think I can make a case for the Cincinnati Reds against the Cubs? The Cubs are almost better in every way. I just like the pitching matchup. The guy who's pitching you know for the Cubs, he's, he's, not, he's nothing We talk special. about this dog stuff all the time, though, Cam. Look at the, the Marlins. Marlins, Marlins are two and two. I know they're not that bad. The, but Red, they look the Red Sox awful. are only minus one thirty-five tonight. Is this a trap? It feels that way. <laughs> it feels that way, buddy. Uh, How the hell do we I not know. take the Red Sox? I know. I, I know. I know. It's. I'll tell you though who. For those about to rock, Brian Johnson. We salute you, yeah, Brian, Brian Johnson. Matt Harvey's bows. Matt Harvey's pitching for the Mets tonight. Oh God! Oh, postponed. Thank God. So we don't have to deal with that game. Uh, Tanner Rourke, minus 160. Newcomb, know what? The, the the Atlanta Braves might be something to look at tonight. I like Newcomb. I think he's a good young pitcher. Rourke, is, he's up and down. Uh, it seems like a short price for the Nationals. I think it, it kind of feels like a bait line. I would actually take Atlanta at plus 106. I'm looking at it, and I've already pulled the trigger, Gabe. Uh, we'll talk about this game. I'm sorry. I, I, I Bartolo Colon is a, one of life's mysteries, how he's even still alive, yet pitching in Major League he's Baseball. Your guy. But I'm taking Triggs. At, uh, I'm taking the A's tonight. Sorry. I have to. All right. Oakland uh, has to be taken at, if it's a buck fifty or under. We've got Washington. Uh, you know what? I'm taking the Boston Red Sox tonight. Don't do it, Gabe. What do you mean, don't it, do it? It smells weird. What are you, Krista Berg? Yeah. <laughs> Krista, what's, what, lady? What's Krista Berg? <laughs> well, who's, what, the singer? Don't pay the ferryman. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Don't pay the ferryman. Don't do it. Don't, Don't do, do it. it. Don't even think say price. Don't pay the ferryman until he gets you to the other side. Uh, Chris DeBerg was on, la- Lady in Red. Yeah, that's his lame yeah, song. Yeah, that's pretty lame. But anyway, it's a, good lo- it's a good love song. The best song he's got is uh, The Spanish Train. Really? It's about gambling. I, I don't know that one. Come on. No, I you know music. No, I do know music. I didn't know Chris DeBerg was, like, laying it down hard hits. I thought he was a softie. You don't know. Well, you only you just thought, like, oh, the yeah. lady in red type I, stuff? I didn't know Chris. No, I really don't know Chris DeBerg. I didn't know he was Yeah, hard. Don't Pay the Ferryman is a good song. And, uh, yeah, man. What other band was he in? Nothing. Chris he was just Chris DeBerg. Yeah. No, no band. Hmm. You know what? Um, yeah, he's a song. It's a song about uh, God and the devil playing uh, cards like it. And they're betting for the souls. Oh, yeah. All it's kind of like those old Robert Johnson blues songs. Remember, where, yeah, oh, you no, don't let them win. Dun, dun, yeah. dun, 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 I, I didn't know it was Krista Berg. Yeah. Wow, man. I'm sleeping. And it's the devil, the devil pulls a card out and the devil wins. Ha, ha. Dun, you, dun, dun, you know who my mom dated? That guy who does low down gambler. <laughs> you know, I think he did some time in the clink. She dated him when uh, they were in high school. David Clayton Thomas, blood, sweat, and tears. What goes up oh, yeah. must come down. Spinning wheel, ride a painted pony, that turkey. Yeah, she dated that guy. Anyway, it's Low Down bad. Gambler's Low Down Gambler's a great song by him. He's you know what? If you look at his repertoire, a lot of gambling songs. That guy like used to love to rip it up. Washington Nationals are three and zero. I know they're gonna lose. Uh, they're losing tonight, aren't they? <laughs> Against Sean Newcomb. Yeah, Newcomb. I, I don't think so. You don't like the Newcomb? Newcomb. A lot of strikeouts. Newcomb. 108 strikeouts. Yes, he's and a power pitcher, big time. But he also had 57 walks. And he- 
Yeah. He hit six batters, too. He's a little bit wild. I like the road chalk. Call me Captain Chalk. Johnny Public in the house. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Two hundred three votes Ooh. right now. Lots of votes. Thirty nine percent people on uh, Villanova. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage uh, Radio. Powered up by Fantasy Factor. Check it out. www.fantasyfactor.com. It's a great uh, DFS site, and uh, it's, it's great for the recreational uh, player. It's not a ton of sharps. Well, listen. There's you know people know what they're doing. Obviously, if you're listening to this network or you're playing there, but, it, you know, it's single contest uh, entry only. So a lot of the, the big guys, they don't want to waste their time with just one contest. They want to play somewhere where they can get 500 lineups. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it's it's for the recreational player, fun site. And they always have free contests, too, free bracket pools, free uh, you know baseball contests, uh, football contests, et cetera. So uh, check it out, www.fantasyfactor.com. It's a fun web- website. It's, uh, it's good stuff. So. Mike Blewett uh, should be checking in with us right now, actually. He's in San Antonio. All right, let's uh, let's bring him in. Is Mike Blewett is, uh, ready to go? Is my bad. I thought Blewett was calling in uh, in 20 minutes, but Blewett's ready to go. We're ready to go. Is Mike with us? We'll get Mike. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get him uh, momentarily. Yeah, Blue Blue, it's coming up uh, here in a second. He's had some great information in the tournament. I know you guys did the pregame, uh, the pre-tournament show. Villanova covered in every single damn game so far, winning and covering every game. That's very, very hard to do. But uh, as I mentioned, Marenzi, uh, there's just something about that number tonight. Open it up at six or six and a half, all the way up to seven. And I think that's good news for Michigan backers. I think it's going to be tighter than people think. And uh, I know you're feeling the exact same way. I think Michigan's worth a long, hard look tonight. I'm on it. It's a tough game. It's a very tough game. Villanova could blow them out, but I'm just saying things that Michigan do well, guarding the three, that's that's good news. They haven't even played their best ball, and you saw when their threes were going, man. They could score almost 100 points. I know. I think they can surprise people tonight. I think they can I surprise think they li- I think they're going to like the underdog role Look, as there's well. just no way in hell Villanova, they're not hitting 18 threes tonight. No, they're not. They're not hitting 18 threes tonight. From a betting purpose, I really do think the total is too low, though, at 144.5, 145. I think this game's going to get to the uh, the 150s. All right, now uh, now we've got Mike. I blew it. I'm stoked. Mike Blewett joins us live from San Antonio, Texas. Mike, it's always a pleasure, my man. How's the Alamo treating you? Uh... Good times. I feel like I've been in San Antonio for a month, though. You get that feeling, you know, you've been here for a long weekend. I'm sort of ready. I'm excited to watch the game tonight, but I'm very ready to go home. 
So you're Mike, like, you sound like me and Gabe in Vegas. Are you at the? Is the gas running a little bit low in the tank? You remind me. You sound yeah. like uh, it, you're beat down. It you're beat down been, like it, us. It, 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 you know, there, there comes a point in your in your life where you're like, you know, I would like to be in an actual home and not a yeah. hotel room for hours yeah. on end. So great point. Um, I used to it think has it'd been be fun. Awesome. The weather's been great. Say that again. I said, I used to think it's awesome too. I used to be in like Super Bowls and all that type of stuff. And then as I got older and just beaten down, I'm all like, where's, why, my, where's my bed? Why am I even here? I'm like, <laughs> I don't even really like what's what. <laughs> you know, like, well, really? I got to take this like uh, media shuttle now. Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it's yeah. like, uh, like Kramer stated when he was on the set of the Merv Griffin when he had the show. He brought up Albuquerque, and he goes, oh, yeah, I spent a month there one night. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great yeah, exactly. There one night. Exactly. It's, uh, look, the weather's been great. Uh, going up and down the Riverwalk is fine when there's not a million people on it, uh, but this is a weekend in which there's a million people on it. So um, I, I've enjoyed it. Uh, I'm excited for the game tonight. I was listening to the show earlier. Uh, I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying, but here, here's what I keep coming back to. Cam, you just mentioned that Michigan really hasn't played their best game yet. I think we saw a glimpse of it in the last 10 minutes on Saturday night, certainly the last seven and a half minutes. And Villanova, you're right, they're not, Gabe, you're right, they're probably not going to hit 18 threes, but they only hit four for 24 against Texas Tech, and they strangle those guys to death, 71-59, as you said, they've won. And I just, I, it would have to take Michigan to play really well above how they've been playing. Despite the fact they've won 14 games in a row, you, we would all admit they haven't played at an elite level in this tournament other than the Texas A&M game. And Nova has played very well, even when they didn't shoot the, shoot the ball well in a couple of games in this tournament. So, yeah. yes, it's possible. But I would actually lay the points tonight with Nova. Seven is too many. I would have brought, gotten on it early. But seven is, a lot, is more than I'd like to give because you can always get a backdoor cover with a spread like that. But right now, I would be picking Villanova with a comfortable win. Mike, you've been there a while. Uh, give me the sense of just from the fans. What do you think it's going to be in the stands? I know Michigan, Marenzi was telling me the way they're traveling around everywhere. Like, we've been down here in our city and Montreal, everywhere. Like, Michigan fan will move to watch Michigan basketball. What do you think it's going to be uh, come tip-off time, Michigan fan compared to Villanova fan? Is it pretty even uh, there, or does one team have a little bit of an advantage? No, I would, say, I would say in order, Kansas was certainly in the lead on Saturday. Then it was Michigan, then Nova, then Loyola, basically based on the sizes of the schools. Um, Loyola did have a good showing, plus the crowd was behind them, obviously, playing the underdog role. What's interesting tonight is that you'll have an overwhelming number of Michigan fans versus Nova fans, I think, in the stands. But Michigan, in this case, is actually the underdog. So I think some people that are neutral could get yeah. behind Michigan, frankly, because we want to see a close game. Nova blitzkrieg Kansas so badly it was twenty-two to four, and they never got within double digits within single digits. That game was over early, so all the juices out of the building in that game. I, I felt, I think the fans felt a little robbed in the first game because it was looking like we were going to get a close finish, and Loyola just played so badly in the last eight minutes. We were even robbed of a close game there. It was a twelve-point win. So. Um, I think people will be excited and will be on Michigan to keep it close at the very least. I got to be honest, Mike. Uh, you know, I'm a diehard Michigan fan, and I have my 
Yeah. I think Cam is more optimistic about this game than I am coming into this <laughs> evening. And I brought it up earlier, too. They hit 18 threes, and I brought up the fact that Tracy Wolfson uh, last week or two weeks ago said to Coach right after a game, oh, you must have been pleased to see the three ball falling. And he could tell he sort of got annoyed. And he goes, well, we're not really a team that relies on the three. You know, just tonight we happen to hit threes. And as you stated, they're not. They're, they're not just that. That's what makes them so dangerous. They're so freaking yeah. complete. Uh, Pete Annapolis says, uh, you know, a guest of ours, he was an assistant with uh, Calipari at UMass before. And he just wonders, where does the offense come from for Michigan? Can they get into the high 70s? I think that's what they're going to need to win this game. I don't. Th- I think this game is going to get into the 70s. I think Villanova is going to get into the low 80s, and Michigan's going to have to keep pace. I don't think Michigan could just. I don't think we're looking at a 63-60 style basketball game tonight. Does Michigan have the firepower? Can they find the firepower? Mike? That's. I, you know, and I think that's a good question. Yeah, I, I think it is too, and that's really my biggest concern. I mean, you had Xavier Simpson that didn't even score a point the other night. Uh, they were having a really tough time outside of Wagner getting any kinds of points. Matthews ended up putting up a lot of points late. Uh, he ends up at 17, but outside of Wagner, do they have an elite offensive player? I, I don't, I don't think they do. Uh, they're going to have to rely on better defense. They'll have to try to win it in a lower scoring game, but I am with you. I do think the score gets over uh, 140, what is it, 144 and a half right now? Yeah, uh, I think yeah. Cam, you said, is maybe pushing to 145. I think it does go over. Uh, but yeah, Michigan's going to have to win a tight one and they're going to have to keep that point total down. I, I think a lot of people didn't realize, as you said, Gabe, the versatility and the how high powered the offense is. I mean, all five star- starters scored double digits on Saturday night, they scored 95 points. And from the 15-minute mark in the second half, they were taking the air out of the ball. 15 seconds off the clock at every possession. Graham couldn't steal a ball from Brunson, so they just lost 15 seconds at the start of every possession, and Nova was still scoring. They scored 95, taking the air out of the ball. If they had pushed full force for the entire game, they would have put up 120. I don't know how they lost four games this year, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I honestly, when I when yeah. look at this team and just how good how good they are and how deep they are. But how about uh, let's give props to our boy Mark Lawrence, and we will once again on Wednesday. He's the inventor of the recipe that we talked about, um, uh, Mike, but it's a fact. It's going gonna, it's gonna to win again. It's going to be 17-1 and one in the last 18 mm-hmm. years, in which the recipe is 73. You score 73 or more points. And not not uh, it was my back because I added North Carolina to the list of potential teams. Yeah. And Mark goes, no, they gave up seventy two point seventy three point two. Didn't fit. It had to be seventy three or less, like literally. So, uh, but Michigan and Villanova were on the select list of five teams that could have won the tournament, and it's now seventeen in the last eighteen years. Score more than seventy three points a game. Give up less than seventy three points a game. Play a top seventy five schedule. Have a winning margin of seven or more points have a coach that's been to the tournament at least six times and at least to the Elite Eight at least once, have an All-American on your team or and or were in the tournament the previous year before. And you go with that recipe, and 17 of the last 18 years, there's your NCAA winner, championship winner, and that's going to be the case uh, here once again this evening. A little bit of symmetry in history. Um uh, Villanova beat Michigan in 1985 en route to their national championship. Uh, I don't like that history. What was the like, score? <laughs> before, what was the score? 
It's a good question. It's probably like 52 to <laughs> 49. Oh, yeah, pre- say, I'll take the under. <laughs> yeah, pre pre shot clock. Rolly Massimino. Yeah, what was tick, it? Like tick, 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 tick. 48, 47. So what what are you looking at here tonight? Uh, you you know you think it's going to be a higher scoring game as well. I hate to say it. I'm a Michigan fan, but I'm not a homer, and you know I'm, I'm a realist, and I, I just am. I'm looking at a Villanova. I think Villanova are going to win this game. Probably, I think they're going to get into the low 80s. I, I think we're going to be looking at like an 84-74 type thing. That means Michigan doesn't. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. 82-70, something like that. Uh, I, I think that's about. Oh, oh. Like, yeah. So we're getting a consensus yeah. Villanova by 12. I don't like no, where I'm we're going. Saying, here, I'm guys. saying that ballpark. Like <laughs> I'm saying like they're going to get into the low 80s. And Michigan, yeah. can Michigan get the 76? I think they can. Positivity. <laughs> 76. Yeah, I mean. That would be a lot. It's not like Nova. I mean, Nova gave up. Um, so their game the other night was ninety-five seventy-nine. So they did give up seventy-nine because I mean, they're you know, it it got to the point where the crowd was um, in, in awe of what was happening. People because they were hitting so many shots, yeah. people were just in awe. I mean, they took twenty-six threes in the first half. So they I mean, were the truly bombing away. Yeah, the final four record yeah, was 13. Yeah. They did it in the first, first half. half. They beat that record. That yeah. was a long-standing right. record, too. Sure. And, you know, I just go back to what I think what we said at the beginning of the conversation. I'm having a hard time seeing Michigan play the way they did against A&M and then Nova maybe shooting the way they did against Bama or – uh, Texas Tech, because both of yeah, those things yeah, yeah. really have to happen, and I think I think then you have a tight game, and you're in the mid to high 70s in that game. If Michigan is going to win it, it's probably going to be like a 77, 75 type of game. Michigan have won 14 consecutive basketball games right now. They have. <laughs> they yeah, have right. been underdogs in seven of them. Impressive. Um, you and know, look on, Nova on, on as a year. favorite this year, I think, is 27 and 12, I believe. Yeah. Nova as a favorite. They've been favored in just about every game. But, yeah, every game, um, exactly covered right. Covered every so. game this tournament. Well, you know what? Michigan are also great. If you want to get to the ATS numbers, yeah. yeah. Villanova, 27 and 12 against the spread this year. Michigan, a very robust 24 and 12 with two nice. pushes uh, against the spread. But, you know, Michigan were in tough against uh, Michigan State. Oh, you know, the, the size, the physicality, how they're going to match up, how they're going to match up with Purdue. Purdue are sort of similar in a sense that they bombed threes. And Michigan lost the two regular season games to them, albeit closely. And they did get victimized by the three. We were talking about Beeline hating the three ball. And I think Michigan, that's my concern, Mike, that the Michigan players and coaches are going to be so concerned about taking away the three ball from Villanova that they're going to get torched on the inside. And Michigan are a little thin, man. Like, they're uh, they're Allie McBeal yeah. uh, thin <laughs> on the inside. Yeah, just ribs and bone? <laughs> yeah, like, there's no one... <laughs> That's thin. Yeah, there's no. They're not a. They're not a paint team, man. Mo Wagner likes to hang around the three point that's line true. and stuff. So that's my concern that they get so obsessed with the three, and everyone's going to talk about the three. And I think Jay Wright's going to say, you know what? We're going to mix it up. Let's just crush Go them inside because these kids can't play in the paint, and they're going to be taking away the perimeter. And I think your biggest disadvantage, uh, despite what you're talking about, I think the biggest disadvantage is Brunson versus Simpson, and I think Brunson can take Simpson's lunch tonight. And it'll be very tough. They'll, they're going to have to switch off on Brunson because if it's just Simpson on Brunson straight up all night, 
I think it's going to be a long one. To your point, he'll be able to easily get into the paint. He will open up three balls. They'll have the ability with Spellman and Pascal to dominate down low. I think Wagner is a handful for anybody, and he's the best interior player in this game. But he's going to be dealing with a couple of guys that will probably double up on him and dare Michigan to be better than 7 for 28, which is what they were on Saturday night. I like when uh, 24 of 25 pundits, though, say, ah, Villanova's a lock. We like that. We, we talk, me and Gabe talk about it. You know it, Mike, in football, whatever. When everybody's on the same side, I think we got a chance. And it's just kind of, if you're on Villanova's side thinking 98, 99% of the people think they're going to win, well, I think that uh, maybe Michigan can use that uh, for a little bit of a fire before the game. Yeah, I get it. I think I heard you say earlier, and I agree. I think they'll relish being the, in the underdog role. Uh, a school like Michigan in these scenarios isn't often painted out to be an underdog. They were a couple of years ago against Louisville, but people thought they had a shot there. Um, people are basically giving them no chance tonight. And I do think from a gambling perspective, I think that's an interesting money line play. Uh, I really liked the money line plays going into the final four. I, I would have taken Michigan there because I felt pretty good about them beating Loyola. I really waffled on that game, but during the week, I really did think it was Michigan over Loyola, and I like that money line play because this is an anything-can-happen scenario. It's not a series. It's if these guys are playing a best of seven, I think we know how that would turn out, but it's just one game tonight. And if it's close at halftime, Michigan's going to have a ton of confidence coming out uh, in the second half, and they have an elite player and he gives him 20 minutes, that's how it's going to happen. And I think the score would be what I said earlier, the mid-70s. I almost fear, and although, you know, I'll take it. I'll take it if they can come out on fire. But remember the 2013 game, Mike, when Spike Albrecht came out and just started draining threes one after another? Michigan built a 17-18 point lead. They couldn't hang on. They they eventually lost 82-76. I think we're looking at a similar style basketball game tonight. We talked about the score. Yep. You know, I think it. I think it's going to be closer than people think. I do think Michigan have a legitimate chance. But as a Wolverines fan, I can't overlook the fact, Mike. We've lost the last three title games we've been in. You know, we lost in 2013. Yeah. We lost the the back to back Fab Five championship games. And you know, life's not fair. It's a cold world, man. But Beeline's a good guy. It'd be nice to see him cut down the nets. It really would be. But Jay Wright's I, a good guy as well, I, you know. But Beeline, it'd just yeah. be nice. The guy's a lifer. He does it the right yep. way. It'd, it'd nice. It'd be nice to see him get rewarded, Mike. You know. I, I agree. He, he's one of the more likable coaches out there. I think people know that he has, to this point, not been implicated in any kind of scandalous behavior. He's run a really clean program in two separate conferences for a long period of time. And uh, it would be, be, he's a guy that I can see myself rooting for. Um, You know, we talked last time I was on, we talked about Jay Wright potentially going to the NBA. Would this be his swan song championship in college? That could be something to root for too, because Villanova fans, if he ever leaves there are obviously going to be crushed. But um, I, 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 it's, it is interesting though. This team has won 14 games Outside of Wagner, you're not overly impressed with any one player, but he's gotten them here. And that's a it, team. There, there's no denying that. And he could have better teams coming back. Wagner will leave, but he's obviously recruited well. And I think Beeline could put himself in this position again, even if they lose tonight. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he can 
uh, smash this door in. It's going to be a lot of fun. So yep. where are you sitting? Are you in the media section? Are you behind the basket? Are you on the side? Like where, where should we be looking for you tonight? Yeah, I don't think I'll be, I don't think I'll be that close, but I'll be on the, I'll be on the floor level. I'll shoot you a text during the game when I find out exactly where my tickets are. Oh, good, good, nice, good. Mike. What's it? What's it like in there? Like, uh, what, what's the atmosphere? Like, can is, you know, basketball it in a stadium. An, so it's an old building, and it feels like it, but it's better than Houston was and the Georgia yeah. Dome was. The other Final Fours that I've been to. It's a little smaller, yeah. It's a little bit more like the Carrier Dome, exactly. All right, thank. Hey, Mike, enjoy the game, man. Thanks for joining us from Texas. Good stuff. Good luck to your Wolverines tonight. We need it. <laughs> the team. We need it. The team. The team. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Tony Sincata will be joining us uh, shortly. And when I say shortly, I mean now, momentarily. As uh, Cam Stewart will be leaving, actually, in a couple of moments. Yeah, doing. Uh, I, I don't know how long I'm going to be doing the the, the Pizzaville gig for a while. Uh, a lot of a lot of changes at the the other gig, Gabe. But a lot of people uh, got laid off. Changes. Tough world. It's a cold anyway, world. Hey, we'll tell you something, though. We talk about. Yeah, we're talking about Villanova. Villanova lost to St. John's, to Providence, Butler, and who's the other team? This is off the top of our head. Creighton. You said, you said and Creighton and the Blue Jays. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Yeah, Creighton. Yes, yeah, so you're telling me that the St. John's can beat them, but hey, Michigan can't? This isn't the CBI the or Creighton, the CIT. The Blue Jays can this, beat them? This is not a They're two not of, invincible. This is not a two out of three. This is a one-game thing. This is one game. Say they come out, boom, 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 boom. Start hitting some shots. Get some confidence. Anything can happen, man. I'm taking the points. Everyone thinks Villanova's indestructible. The line's up to... I can't... I'd love to see even more points. Keep on betting Villanova. Well, put it this way, Cab. Uh, like I said earlier, Michigan have been underdogs seven times this year. They've won five of those games outright. Outright. As underdogs. Yes. Covered outright. Michigan, actually, this is... I told people last week... Michigan is a favorite. That's not their role. Like when they're laying yeah. 10 and, oh, we're laying 12 to Montana. Gritty, that's not their role. Pretty dog. Their, Michigan thrives as like a five-point underdog. You know, they beat Purdue. They beat Michigan State. But the thing is, these, you know, Villanova are just a little bit, uh, you know, tougher of a team. Let's bring they in uh, Tony Tough uh, Sincata. Yeah, Tony. Tony How the Tiger. Doing? He's How great. How we doing? How we doing? Tony's great. What's going on, Tony? You know, I was listening to you guys, and you're talking about being on a little baseball roll. 
I've been on a baseball roll, but it's been betting the same team. I've been betting the uh, run line on the Astros, and that uh, is making up every night. But now they're at home, so I get one less at bat. That's so true. Stay away I, from it? No, I'm going to bet it. Minus one and a half. I usually, yeah. Uh, that's a good point, though, Tony. I like taking the teams on the road, though, to get that final at bat. But Houston's so damn good, they could just put up crooked numbers all the time. So it's hard, it's hard to take Baltimore in that situation. And then, yes, I went to the Predators-Lightning game, and I, I sat there in front of a sold-out crowd, and I bet the money line on the Predators, and I bet the under, and I went home Great happy. call. Yeah, bad, bad against the hometown team. Actually, the, the Lightning got rocked. Like, what they lose four to one, Tony? Yeah, they looked. That, uh, yeah, four to one in the game was the four to one. I don't trust. Yeah. I don't trust the, the Lightning. Lightning. Look really soft heading into the playoffs. Are they playing possible? Oh, the and goalie looks soft. Yeah, Vasilevsky's not been the same in the second half. He used to be a, the guy was standing on his head, but now he looks very regular. Stamkos got injuries. Obviously, not going to be hurt for the playoffs. But the Lightning are a flaky team to me, man. Like, they better wake up soon. One nothing for the Cincinnati Reds. Come on, Reds. Come uh, on. Still one nothing. I bet in game plus one twenty with the Cubs. Oh really? <laughs> so you're going against me, Tony. You yeah, fake me, Tony. That's F- good F- stuff. Tyler Chalow Wood, man. Six walks in this game. Yeah, we'll wow. get we'll get to some baseball. I want to get Tony's thoughts on the basketball game tonight, but seems like I don't know if there's a couple of traps on the board. Me and Tony will talk a little DFS. Tonight's uh, baseball. a tough no, night. Nice. No NBA, yeah. Tony, either. Like, you know, we're, no, we're, no we're, NBA. Tonight's no. a tough night for pitching. Like you got two, uh, uh, you got two little better than average pitches that are priced elite because there's not a lot of great pitches tonight, and then you got a whole bunch of number twos that ah, uh, they're shaky at best. What do you think from a betting perspective? Uh, your Boston Red Sox is this a trap against this Richards kid, Brian problem, Johnson? Yeah, I got to lay pro- forty cents. The problem is Brian Johnson doesn't strike out a lot of people, but they're going to put the ball in play. But the Red Sox, of course, uh, have pitched well. They let up all those runs to uh, Tampa in one inning, one bad inning by the bullpen. So I think the bullpen – and they, raced, they rested Kimbrell yesterday. I think that – yeah, I think it's hard to go to any anything else. You're not going to get them that cheap against a Marlins team. I got second and third for the Reds now, one out in the sixth. That's right, Tony. That's right. That's Richards. The, uh, go Reds. Richards is making his um... – his big league, big league debut after cruising uh, through two levels of minor leagues uh, last season. A 24-year-old, Vance Jupiter, finishing double-A with the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. That's your Oh, guess, yeah, that's, that's Tony. That's right that's Tony's Jack- the Jacksonville Jumbo, Jumbo Shrimp. shrimp. Yes. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jumbo, Jumbo Shrimp. That's, that's unbelievable. That's amazing. So I didn't realize this. So, like, Jacksonville is like a shrimp hub. No, not really, but it is. Well, now. why do they call their team the Jumbo Shrimp? They used to Are be. you because of you? <laughs> Are you the mascot? Not really. <laughs> Tony's the Jumbo Shrimp mascot. They used to be the Suns, and then one day they announced they changed out of nowhere to the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, and people It's quite a like, jump from name. Like yeah. the Suns yeah. to the, the Jumbo yeah. Shrimp. I like this Jumbo only Shrimp. Two, yeah, two years ago, and people were like, what? And, uh, yeah. They, you know, in that league, you know, they probably did it, though. I think they're in the same league. Myrtle as, Beach Pelicans? That's what my a, buddy pitched for. Is a Cape Fear. Cape Fear. The Cape Fear Crocs. Uh, yeah, like they, all those teams, like in, in, the, in, in the Florida and stuff, in the A-ball leagues, they all have, sort of have, like, gimmicky cool names. The Jumbo Shrimp. I, I like it. I got to look the logo up right yeah. now. Oh, it's a big jumbo shrimp. It's, it's not, I mean. <laughs> is that all it is? Is just a shrimp? Is he yeah. wearing a baseball cap or is he no. just a shrimp? He's just happy. He's got shrimp. shoes on. No, he's just. He's, just he's got to be wearing a baseball bowling cap. shoes. He's got no. He's no. No. He's got, look it up. There's no baseball. He's got cap. no baseball hat on. Like he's not even a shrimp. <laughs> You're telling he's me he's a shrimp. a shrimp, not even wearing a cap. 
That's he a is. stupid. Come on. Well, Wikipedia still has the Suns. Oh, wow. Up. The Suns was a crap-ass logo, man. It was weak? It's the sun with a baseball. Like It's like a sun baseball. Let's see. All right, here's the shrimp. Oh, I like him. He's pissed off uh, looking. Let me see. I like him. Did you know we yeah, used to, I, I, uh, I like him, but you can't pull it like he's a baseball he guy. He should have a baseball yes, hat have, Or yeah. you know what? The shrimp should have a baseball a in his glove, hand. Or a glove. Or a glove. Yeah. yeah, or a bat. That's the thing. Fighting you're, off fishermen. You're a shrimp representing baseball. Like, you got to have the paraphernalia. So, Tony, can you get me a... Uh, a shrimp t-shirt? Yeah, can you get me a jumbo shrimp baseball hat? Yeah, we can get you that one. You know what? It would have been way better if, like, Danny DeVito was the logo. <laughs> <laughs> like if they oh, yeah, look at this. Look at this. They got the hats here. Nice. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a look. You know what? That's a wicked. Yeah, no, they're pretty cool. They got the Florida State edition right there. They got so, the Seminole colors. Yeah, you could get the choice. Yeah, yeah. you could either get gator shrimp or what's Seminole up, what's shrimp. What's up with that? Is Florida State, yeah. like, are they getting a cut of that? Uh, so, basically, you can get, you can get like, a jumbo shrimp. It's nice. It's like, uh, it's like Nick's colors. It's orange and blue yeah. with the shrimp. Well, that's what it is. It's for gator fan and Seminole fan. They're uh, splitting yeah. it up. That's right. That's what the oh really my God! Billy Hamilton just uh, grounded out to the first baseman. He threw it through home. He's, he was aggressive and got him out. So it's still one nothing. Still one nothing. Uh, that's good news for you, Tony. Yeah. Baseball lines before Cam goes, we'll get yep. your picks here. So let sure. me rattle off the games. Let me go through each game in order. Okay, buddy. All right. <laughs> I like how we do order. We're very order. 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 Or yeah, no, exactly, exactly. I try to keep things in order on and off the radio, Tony. You hear I got suspended by Twitter yesterday. For yeah, the I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what made you think that, like, that would be a good word to use? <laughs> what, the C word? Yeah. I was drunk, man. I was drunk. You usually don't use that word. It's funny, though, because a girl actually contacted me today. She was Irish, too. Did yeah, you say Irish. from Ireland? Yeah, yeah, yeah Irish chick. And uh, she said that she got suspended for using the same word this weekend. <laughs> So evidently, <laughs> evidently, there's like a language police going out on Twitter right now. Yeah. If you're wondering, I called uh, I called Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I, I, I read the I read it yeah. when it was live, and uh, it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a fan. I gave Morrissey not a fan of Justin Timberlake. No, uh, no. Now, I, I, even are you not a fan of his metrosexual work in his last album? I'm I mean, his lump. Yeah, his lumbersexual work. Oh, okay. Now, I will give him credit. He wasn't bad in that movie Trouble with the Curve. Okay. <laughs> He's also a good golfer. You ever seen that movie, Trouble yeah. with the Curve? No. You never saw it? No. No, I'm not going to Justin Timberlake movies. I'm not buying Justin Timberlake albums. It's a Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know what? He's actually. I, I didn't even I'll know he was credit. He's not. He, he can act. And he can swing a golf club. He didn't suck in the movie. He could dance. He didn't I still want to punch him in the face. <laughs> I still want to. Um, all right. So, anyways, I don't like how he threw Janet Jackson out of the bus. Yeah. But, anyways. All right, let me go through the numbers here. Because, yeah, I started talking about the baseball games earlier, and Cam jumped right to Bartolo Colon. Did I really? No, okay. Right, so. I, I thought, okay. All right, Chicago White Sox, plus 150 against the Blue Jays. What do you think, Tony? Live dog. The, yeah. Live dog. The White Sox. Sox uh, the, uh, the Blue Jays strike out 23% of the time against right-handed pitches. Lopez has strikeout ability. Um, Jaime Garcia has never impressed me. Doesn't miss bats. You just I, love saying the word Jaime, man. Like, Jaime. Jaime. You call him Jamie. Me and Jesse Jackson love Jaime. <laughs> 
Your favorite hockey so player is Zach it, Hyman. Is it Jaime Moyer as well? What? No, it's Jamie, <laughs> no, it's Moyer. Jamie Moyer. Nobody <laughs> spells it J-A-I-M-E, yeah. Dave. That's not Jamie. That's Jaime. Come on, man. I, I don't care, man. I don't <laughs> care. I couldn't care less about your name struggling. This is Trump's America. It's Jamie, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, so, Dave, show me. You're in, Trump, you're in Trump's America now, man. <laughs> Sorry, Jaime. There's no way I'm betting the Jays at 170 in that game. No way. I'm taking, I'm taking the White no, Sox, too. I don't care if they're a hometown team. That's a horrible line. Uh, the Jays off I an agree. emotional win. Give me the White Sox or give me nothing. Okay, Baltimore, you've been riding the Astros. They're minus one and a half, minus uh, 115, or minus 220 on the money line. Tillman Chris. versus Morton. Tillman's a fly ball pitcher pitching in Houston against that lineup. That's a recipe for disaster. I'm with Tony on that one. I don't want to lay 210, but Houston in parlays and maybe minus one or minus one and a half Astros. Brian Hells Bells Johnson taking on uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brian Johnson, singer, you know, singer of ACDC. And Tony got it. Uh, yeah. Taking on this Richards kid, making his big league debut. Oftentimes, when guys make their debut, they pitch better the first time they than do. the second and third time because nobody really knows them. But listen, Florida are not a good team. They're two and two. You know, you're almost playing the percentages here, actually. But hey, Boston staying in Florida. They were in Tampa. It's not really. It's road. I guarantee you, Tony, there's going to be more Red Sox fans than Marlins fans there. Tonight. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah it's going to be like a Boston home game tonight. There was 10,000 there for uh, the final Tampa, Cubs game. Huh? Yeah, No, in Miami. I was, oh, at the Tampa, yeah. I was at Tampa game in the afternoon. Tampa Red Sox and I went to a hockey game at night yesterday. What was that yeah. like, uh, the Red Sox at Tampa? Oh, the, Red Sox the, the greatest thing is I got tickets like third row behind home plate. The guy goes 180 apiece outside. I said, are you, are you kidding me? I'll give you $40. <laughs> You get season tickets for the race. Know, yeah. seriously. So he goes, he goes like, well, that was the, the price was 180. Yeah, the Red right? Sox so, in town. Yeah, so yeah. I said, I'll give you 40 for him. I go, it's Easter. <laughs> Nobody's coming to the game that doesn't already have a ticket. I said, I can go to StubHub. I can get it for 50 right now. He goes, show me. I showed him. He goes, all right, 40 each. <laughs> wow. That's wow. The so the guy who was with the game goes, didn't, what just happened here? Did he say 180 and then you went 40 and he said, okay. The stub wow. that stub up was changed everything for that. I've done the same thing. Was the NBA yeah. All Star game? I was outside uh, the the arena. NBA All Star game. Kobe Bryant's last game. Guys, like eight hundred bucks a ticket. I said, bro, it's it's five hundred and twenty right now on stub up. He's like, no, it's not. Same thing. Busted out the phone. He's like, all right, all right, six hundred. <laughs> like, same thing. I like said the same thing. I said, bro, we get in StubHub right now. Do you want the money or not? Like it really. Yeah. It's and StubHub is a good way to uh, to fleece a scalper. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, so uh, Boston and Miami. I like uh, I like Boston tonight. I think they win the game. Uh, uh, Washington. Washington are three and zero. Things are going well for Dave Martinez. Good hire, I think. Uh, Tanner uh, Roark on the hill tonight against Newcomb. Newcomb I'm going to take a shot. Uh, Newcomb's a Newcomb. big, uh, big Newcomb's strikeout Newcomb's a strikeout guy. walk guy, right? Strikeout walk guy. And if you look at the bats in Washington, they're big bats are left-handed bats here. So I'm going to take a shot here and go uh, underdog Braves. I don't feel strongly about it, but Roark uh, pitches to contact. I think they got a shot Not enough here. value at plus 105 for me. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, give, give me the Braves at plus 130 or something. I'm still taking them. I think that the line tells you that Atlanta's uh, got a real good chance in this game. What do you think of the Dodgers and the D-backs game, guys? Uh, Ryu against Tough. the Walker. Tough. Here. I Dodgers want, I, minus 120. Dodgers seem to get their bats in gear the last couple games. Tough call. Walker, you never know where you're going to strikeouts and uh, a lot of other stuff. This guy, he's wild. I don't know, man. Tough game. What do you think, Tony? 
Yeah, he's a wild child. I lean towards the Dodgers at the, uh, uh, in this one. You look at it, you never know what you're going to get from either of these two pitches. So it's I not know. a game. So that true. It's not a game that I'm going to bet either way. But you take a guy like Rayu, and then Goldschmidt is left-handed. Uh, Jake Lamb's left-handed. I mean, uh, Goldschmidt's right-handed. Lamb's left-handed. So left Lamb's either either out of the lineup tonight or drops back in the order. Big rivalry, too. They really don't like each other, these two teams. Uh, Cleveland and the Angels uh, this evening. Clevenger, uh, minus 125 against uh, Ramirez, plus 105. Bartolo Colon, plus 130 against uh, Jackson Triggs. Yeah, I'm taking Triggs. Jackson Triggs, a fine wine. Oh, yeah, Jackson Triggs is a smooth bottle. I'll take it. From Niagara Falls yeah, region. Yeah. Good the grapes. Niagara. Minus 150. I'm in. Tony's probably thinking his name's not Jackson no, Triggs. No, no, I was just a, letting you know. Yeah, it's, just a, it's just a Canadian wine. It's, it's, a, it's a fine wine yeah. from uh, Niagara well, Falls. Fine's a strong when word. Say, it's a wine. I was going to say, when you yeah. say fine, I got a feeling I can get it like for well, $5.89 well, at the same Actually, uh, in Jacksonville, you get it for three bucks. No, no, you're not. No, Jackson Triggs is a $12 bottle. It's a $12 bottle of wine. It's mediocre. They make a better one, though. They do. They have actually their one. They, they have one. They have a 20, one. Yeah, they have a twenty-five VA. Hey, yeah, oh. good one. hey, they make a fine ice wine as actually, well. Actually, they do. Yes, you're not right. lying about the ice I wine. I know about wine. <laughs> you're a real connoisseur. All right, Bartol. What do you think? What are you expecting from club? Cam, give us your picks. Me and Tony will talk baseball after. Oakland. I love it. Michigan plus the seven. Sprinkle on the money line for a unit seventy-five twenty-five. We're gonna break it up. Buffalo, Toronto over six. St. Louis Blues regulation and money line. Florida Panthers. And my dirty dog in hockey. Edmonton Oilers plus 160. White Sox plus 150. I love it. I'm with Tony. Houston Astros, Atlanta Braves. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. DFS show with Morency and Steam Shrimps coming up next. Jumbo Shrimp. Jumbo.